Welcome back to Factory Sealed. It is August 15th, 2021. My name is Eric Peters and joining me today, Mr. Tom Reagan. For the first time in 2021 on the Factory Sealed podcast. <laughs> Still boggles my mind. Uh, yeah. Chance and happenstance and I am here. You are. And, and just you. It's just me. Just you. Yeah. Suck it. it. Mike yeah. and Dan always giving Tom shit about not showing up. And then <laughs> when he shows up, where are they? Gone. That's what I, that's what I thought. Gone. Not oh. forgotten, just gone. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, the thing is. <laughs> Who? <laughs> yeah. Where are those two? What are they doing? They're just, I don't know. Uh, yeah, who knows? Dan couldn't be bothered, and Mike, <laughs> who, whoever knows. That, we're not making that up either, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, could, I applaud the honesty. I, I could pull his exact message, and I, I do believe it says can't be bothered. No, it's stronger. Can't be asked. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. That's how you know yeah. Dan means business when he breaks out the arst. <laughs> I can't be asked. And then he tried to swing the show away from this. Like, ah, well, just let's just skip it. But wasn't he, or was it Mike that was the proponent of doing GTA, or, yeah, GTA 1? Mike was the proponent of doing GTA 1 in 2020. And we axed that. So I then we bring why. down, we bring down, a, we bring up a game that's as close to that as humanly possible, and he doesn't show up for it. <laughs> Yeah, you're under the bus, Mike. Well and truly. Well and truly. I uh, I remember us choosing to play, or Mike choosing to play, the original GTA on PS1 for the show. And you took your PS Classic to MoCon and fired up the original GTA. And you said, <laughs> we are not playing this for the show. <laughs> and I, I was on board with playing it because I do have some fun memories of it. But um, the, the PAL version, at least, like that runs in 50 hertz or whatever yeah. is, so is bad. very janky but it's i don't know i still like the original gta uh, i'm I so like glad it. that we I, i'm so glad that i i dug my heels in on that one because yeah, as worst. we'll get into in a little bit here um top down grand theft autos hard to go back to very uh, hard well, we'll see but we'll see <laughs> we'll get to that eventually how are you tom how you been uh it's been it's been a, a what, is, what is the phrase, a dog's age? A, a, a age? dog's age? I never heard that one, but if it means there's been some time, it has been some time. Well, yeah. um, I'm really, I'm good. I'm good. I've actually been enjoying some time off. Like work, I'm still, I'm still, I'm not off work or anything, but like work has simmered down. Mm -hmm. I've had more time to myself playing some games, having some, having some fun. Things like uh, the lockdowns here are lifting. Which is good. You can go to stores now. I mean, you so, could anyway. I'm just saying, like, you can just walk in now without having to queue up and stuff. Mm. Yeah. God, we only um, had to do that for a little bit of time. I waited in line exactly <laughs> once to get into a Walmart and went, yeah, never again. Because when I got oh, in, like, you got to go down the aisle this way and then the next aisle that way. I'm like, yeah. Nah, I'm not same. Able. We still have that, actually. But Ooh. no one listens to it, really. Right. Excuse <laughs> me, coming through. One way? Yeah, well, I'm only going one way. I can't go two ways. Listen, I'm not paid enough to care which way you walk down this here aisle. 
is basically the gist of any Walmart employee. I think so many retail employees have hit that phase too. Like I, yeah, I make fifteen dollars an hour. I'm not going to enforce government pandemic rules. No thanks. That's Doctor yeah. Fauci's job. Yeah, I'm not kicking up a fuss over this. No way. So, um, but despite going to like being able to walk into grocery stores and stuff for like essentials haven't been to a game store haven't been to a game store since march 2020 in arizona no way i'm serious have you checked your pulse lately are you still alive i'm struggling i'm struggling i think the uh i think we're gonna have to make create a backup in case Catherine needs to make a hologram pull a dan curtis (laughs) yeah (laughs) i haven't been I, I honestly haven't been to a game store in several weeks either. Just been so busy with stupid shit around the house. But I think I've hit that phase where it's like, okay, MoCon is four weeks away. I need mm. to temper myself. It's kind of like, it's like a good gaming collection edging. It's like, ah, it's just <laughs> like, I'll drive, I'll drive by them. And like, maybe one yeah. time I'll like get right up to the door and then stop. And then mm. next time I'll like get up and I'll open the door and like go to walk in and be like, and stop. And yeah, just, I'd love that delayed gratification. Yeah. I mean, I feel like too many people don't appreciate they the don't. tease. They don't. They like, just want now! things now. And then they just run in and they're like, they look at everything like, and then they're just done. Yeah. And then you get in your car and you're like, well, I'm never going to play this. Yeah. So, you know, you got to enjoy the journey a bit more before the de- before the destination exactly you know we all we all say that anyway it's a common it's a marathon it's a not yeah. a sprint right the so, tortoise and the hare my goal is to have that four and a half week gaming edge so that when i mm. get to missouri it's just it's just ghost attack yeah yeah it's just one big load of retro just, goodness just get just draining just get it just yeah by the end Love of the it. weekend like i need a nap yeah, yeah well like yeah more than that long yeah. sleep yeah and yeah. i might need to get tested sedate <laughs> so, i i was gonna ask you something about mocon because is, is it it's in one month yeah it's uh september 16th through the 19th is when we'll be in missouri Okay, yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's pretty much a month from, from now, especially... Four and a half weeks, yeah. Once this show goes out, if you're listening to this, it's going to be about a month. And so, I wanted to ask, um, what, are, what do you... I know you have, like, a, a document oh. you have that you, like, keep oh. track of what you have and what you don't have, but let is there me, anything in particular you're after? Let me pull this up here for you, because it is not a pretty document. <laughs> <laughs> do you keep it up to date? I do. I oh, do. do. What do. was really depressing for me was the fact that I, I just reutilized the same document that I had from last year. And mm. I was able to see um, what I was looking for and I'd put in prices. So Mocon Game List 2021. So I set up this document for everybody who's coming. As of, as of now, the people coming, me, Zach, Ben, Chad, obviously, Cody Halverson, James Hall, Matt Ernie, hopefully Wilfredo Garcia, haven't heard from him one way or the other, 
Jordan Lawfrey, mm-hmm. Jonathan Weaver, uh, Jeremy Lucas, and I believe uh, someone that's in our community who's not super active, um, Ryan Richardson, I want to say. I'm, I hope I'm getting that right because I want to give everybody a shout out who's coming here. Mm. Um, I'm nice. going to look at it. Actually, I'm going to look at it really quick here. Yeah, Ryan Richardson is the, the guy. He's, he's local in Missouri. So um, created a document for each of us so we can look and see what everybody's looking for gives us the, t- the title the console the condition that we're looking for it in whether it's complete in box sealed loose or or any and then mm. there's this column called willing to pay and <laughs> next to that i have a, a a column called contact before buying and there are several <laughs> on there to, if it's no like and you see it and it's within that range of what they're willing to pay the agreement is if that person buys it for you, you will pay them back for it just with that That's understanding. Zach and I only had like two or three of those happen last year because it's it's typically those those pie in the sky ones. Just like mm. this is my grail and I need this. But prices have gone up so much. Like some of my games on my list had gone up four times the price. Yeah. So it's it's super depressing yeah. to think that I might get to to Mocon and really not leave with much because I really don't want to spend my entire budget on like six games. Right. Right. But so I, I'm really I, I've got my, you know, the usual suspects on there, my working designs games um, from Sega CD, uh, Saturn, like. Albert Odyssey, Dragon Force, Iron Storm, The Lunars, Magical Knight, Ray Earth, Sega Ages, uh, Shining mm-hmm. Wisdom. That right there is like $3,000. Just those games that I listed. <laughs> They're so expensive now. But um, uh, it, some other random crap that I'm looking for that that I've always been really good. I've had really good luck finding uh, import games. And have you ever heard of Space Station Silicon Valley for n64 yeah 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 yeah. i want to put that on the show but it's like 30 hours long and it's this it's this cutesy little platforming puzzle adventure game where you play as a microchip on different planets and you can possess or take over different animals from sheep to dogs to whatever and 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 Mm -hmm. solve these random puzzles in this space station but they made a ps1 version of it that was pal only called evo space adventures and then they have a game boy color version of it that was pal only so i'm i'm after those um i want to finish out my japanese final fantasy collection so i need i think i need seven on that no i need ten i have seven eight nine um Mm, what else was there that's i want to try to start picking up some atari Lynx games i want to look for more wonder swan stuff like there's a copy of klonoa on wonder swan i need that i did not know that no Rockman and forte on wonder swan don't think i'm gonna find that one <laughs> and then i'm super kicking myself for two years ago not purchasing a Mega Man on game gear because it had a repro box he wanted 140 for it I'm like ah but it's got a repro box I think the game itself now is like $500. Oh, my God. But I can understand you look like a repro turns me off. Well, the cart the, the cart wasn't repro. The cart was oh. official. Okay, okay. Oh, it's come down. Oh, that's glorious. 
the complete in box price now is five thirty seven. There's a local store here that has a complete in box, and when I talked to him a couple months ago, it was nine hundred dollars. <laughs> so good to oh, see wow. there's a bit of a dip coming. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I yeah I yeah collecting is is really the prices of like you say have really gone up over the last year. I I don't know why. Uh, it could be a number a number of factors um uh maybe that we're all suddenly realizing that we're truly in most likely the last generation of physical media right and that the rush to pick up to claw for uh limited stuff and like um uh reach for nostalgia and fill out those collections is pretty it's pretty high which you know? if you think about it is is kind of dumb because all of this stuff is going to stop working soon yeah just simply because of data degradation disc rot the sega cd is notorious for having low quality cds so those are going to be the first to go and it it mainly just becomes i want that on my shelf basically yeah you know yeah i think there's there's a select few of us out there that that sit down and play them but what's that what about like uh, what about cartridges like I know that like uh, some cartridges have the internal batteries and stuff that you have to replace, but do they have a longer life? I, I guess they would. Yes, uh, as long as there's no flash memory involved with it, because flash memory does have a limited read-write cycle. So, like mm. switch carts, those technically are flash memory. They have a they have a, a cap on how many times data can be read and and, and written from them. So, uh, it's obviously <laughs> it's a long you're talking Millions. hundreds of thousands of read write cycles like right, your usb right. sticks those will eventually stop working every time you know every time you write something or take something off it's a read write cycle damn damn but yeah uh, yeah i've got you know, some i've got some other cool ones on here that you might like i'm gonna try to find police knots the japanese saturn version if i can it's only like 30 bucks um, nice. yeah i have the <clears throat> Oh, I have the Japanese version on PS1, but not the yeah, Saturn version. Yeah, that's the one I want, because that box art's so cool. It is, yeah, yeah. It's the double disc. I've got it yep. behind me. It's um, And it says at the bottom of the cover, like, interactive cinema or something like that. It's yep. in English. Um, yeah, That's the really one that cool you and I game. started playing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a game. Yeah, it's a book. It is a book. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> very, very difficult. Um, I need to uh, find... I need to find the Vanguard Vanguard Bandits demo disc. I've got the case, everything else, but I just don't have the demo disc for it. So technically, mine oh. is not complete in box. Oh shit! Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's going to be a tough find. And my hunt for Brigandine with a map continues, but that's doubled in price. But you found it with a map here in Toronto. Yeah, and the guy wanted like a hundred and ten dollars for it. I'm like, I ain't paying that. And now and it's that- two hundred. <laughs> Well, plus I didn't want to give that guy any money because he was just a gigantic douche. Uh, yeah, he was. That's the store I'm. I was looking to go to recently because it's it's right next to where I uh, where we do a, most of our groceries shopping, and the store's right there on the corner. I just haven't been in. Um, yeah. But now that things are opened up, I might go might go in there. But I know what you mean. Like when if you can't vibe with a store owner of a of a retro store, it can really put you off. It's the only time I've ever written... Well, it was the first time I I wrote a bad Google review. I was so put off by that guy. We got back in the car. I'm like, I'm going to give it to this guy. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if he ever replied. He did. 
the store owner did. Well, we train our employees to try to determine genuine interested collectors from people who just want to touch expensive games. Like, well, your training sucks then. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think he thought that, um, I think he thought that a game was like legitimately sealed when it was quite clearly like rewrapped, right? Yeah. Yeah, that he was did. A, PS- a PSP game. Yeah. Yep. Um, no. I think if you're looking to collect now, uh, a sensible thing is obviously to collect what you care about and right. not go for like complete sets and stuff like that. I've never been um, interested in that. And I like Zach's phrase that he uses just autobiographical collecting. Yeah, 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 exactly. Stuff that actually means something to you or that you used to have uh, or things that you missed out on that you read that, that, that have you have some connection with. So, yeah, autobiographical collecting is a pretty good way to put it. Um, and if you really are keen on like collecting, like just for the sake of collecting like a larger game collection, start looking at maybe uh, some of the more recent libraries. Yeah, that are unt- uh, somewhat untouched. Like Xbox 360 seems to be a good one to try and collect for right now. Those are starting to go up in price though. Now well, is the yeah, time to be uh, buying but- PS4 and Xbox One. It, yeah, true, true. That's true. Or um. If you, I mean, 3DS has gone up massively. And they're hard it's to so, find. They're really hard to find. Any retro store I go into, it's like one shelf max. Well, um, so many of them just get the cartridges traded in and not the case. And like for me, that's... Yep. Yep. The only time I'll ever Sucks. buy a loose cart is if I've already got a sealed copy in box. Like, well, I just want to play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, I can hear Dan going, open the sealed one, damn it! <laughs> You've already got the game. <laughs> it's like, I hate you so much. They have, um, whenever I would go into GameStop, like in the before times, um, you would go through the 3DS stuff and every single box almost had the GameStop like branding on the front of it oh. with somebody written in Sharpie, like Pokemon Sun or whatever. $2 and, less. Actually, no, they'd still charge you the same amount. Yeah, they would. And... Jeez, it's so hard to find those games now. Um, And the systems have gone up hugely. Well, you just bought a 2DS XL, right? I did. I just bought a used 2DS XL and I paid like through the nose for it, really. Um, when When they were on sale last year in Canada, they were 150 Canadian. Um, brand new in box. I bought one used unboxed for 230 Canadian last yeah last week yeah. Jesus that's 180 so bucks Tom yeah damn I know and I was like I was like shit uh, I'll wait and see if the prices will go up down and they really do maintain around I could have probably got one for about 150 US at the cheapest but no cheaper Dude, that's than that. so expensive because loose down here they're sub 100 bucks yeah no no not here Oof. what made I you want to make the jump i think i just really wanted to uh i really wanted to get into the library I, I, and i also um uh wanted to play all the classic ds games and i just wanted to have a bigger screen and um well because you've been that, using like, that original red 3ds yeah, your one, which is yeah. awesome. It's just it's so small. It's so small. And and playing like curtain call and stuff on there. 
yeah is tough like yep. uh now i'm having a great time with it and um yeah but i definitely paid the upper end of yeah well you know what but you know Treat i, I feel yourself. like yeah they're only gonna go they're only gonna go up from here i saw on you know on youtube and stuff a lot of people were saying um that the 3ds consoles have gone up because of uh, partly because of the hype for metroid dread um and so it's having people look back and be like oh yeah that game samus returns came out really late in the 3ds life cycle and i never tried it and it's apparently a phenomenal metroidvania game so people are like hoovering up 3ds's and trying to you know uh, sorry you lost me at metroidvania I, yeah i know me me too <laughs> just can't. i've tried i've tried so many times and I guess partly with it coming with the console coming to the end of its life cycle, maybe it's people also just trying to pick up um, spare new 2DS XLs to just keep in the box on the shelf for sure. when their other one dies or just to collect. Yeah. But that 2DS yeah. XL is great. I can't tell you how much time I've spent on my 3DS. It's just, it's such a phenomenal system because you get a library that spans from 2004 five through like 2019 when did they stop making 3ds games it's been within the past two years yeah yeah so you get 15 years worth of library on one console you mm-hmm. can't get that anywhere else no and um you can also uh, get some of the virtual console gba stuff too um so they've got some some gba games on there do they? The, uh, yeah, if you're, um, I if can't you're part of the was. ambassador club, yeah, yeah, but that was only for people who bought the very first 3ds. So yeah. you can't go onto the you can't go onto the virtual store and just buy GBA games. No, there was this. What's it called? Um, oh man, I'm I'm blanking a little. Uh, shit, was it the 3ds? The original 3ds. Yeah, like when people have bought it and it just the the console would like basically tanked, right? Like it really wasn't doing well. And so Nintendo were like, Hey, here's ten SNES games, here's ten GBA games. Yep. I forget what the titles were. Um but yeah. Yeah, that no, was the Ambassador a, Club. Yeah, yeah. For early adopters. Which is pretty awesome. So I've got another uh, Back to Mocon for a second. I've got a, a, another game on there that I've been hunting for everywhere down here. And I don't know why I want it. It's just this game that has stuck in my memory as being so excited to rent it because the box art was cool. It had a like really unique name to it. Like, that seems really cool. And I remember playing it going, wow, this is garbage. But I want to own it. And it's one of those really early (laughs) PS2 just shitty RPGs called Ephemeral Fantasia. You ever heard of that one? Uh, I'm going to look at the box art because that's how I remember PS2. It's very similar in style to Majora's Mask in that there is a... the, The gameplay loop is over the period of five days that just keeps repeating but you have a, a, a sentient banjo that serves as kind of your sidekick. And it's... Oh, my God. Okay, I'm looking at the box art. I do not remember this. It's just that time of my life where like, it was just like it. the PS2 era sticks in my head. Like looking Because I went into game stores every day 
yep. and looking through PS2 games, I just remember them so visually, and I do do not remember this. I don't even think it came out in Europe, if I'm honest. Uh, because I was really well versed in the uh, uh, in that library. It did September seventh, two thousand one, and Jeez. North America was July. 9th. Okay, that's super early. That's but very, uh, it's a it's a, a Konami RPG that Konami's not known for their RPGs. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> no, yeah. apart from I guess uh, Suikoden. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think I think probably Suikoden is like the only uh, major RPG series that they had anything to do with, but um, I could be easily mistaken. It's not an expensive game. It's just hard to find. And I I don't know, you and I kind of err on that same side of like, that box art looks really cool and I'd like to have that on my shelf just to look at. Yeah. You, yeah. Know? you got to appreciate the good art too. So that's kind of why I want that one. Um, that's legit. Yeah, I always, I, I tend to, it, you know, as well as them being great games, I love having the, the Japanese and European uh, covers for Final Fantasy 7 through to 9. They're just the yeah. white background with the logo. So clean. Um, looks good on a shelf, yeah. So, so I can I can see why you'd want why you'd want this. The other the elusive thing nice. that I'm looking for is the Game Boy Player disc. Got the player. Just need that disc. I'm probably gonna fork over a hundred bucks just for that. I was surprised you didn't buy that when you were here. Jambo, they hit that it was the same guy though. I think it was that same guy. Yeah. And it was like fifty bucks. Yep. I'm pissed off that I didn't pay 650 for Snatcher at MoCon two years ago either, because that shit's $1,800 now. What? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, Snatcher's real expensive now. Uh, Snatcher uh, for so, the Sega CD. Oh, okay, it's come. Oh, this is good news. This is good news. Prices are dipping. So I think I think what I want to get all of the guys that are coming to MoCon is quarterbacks in American football wear these little things on their wrists that have all their plays on them and like it flips open. I want to get everybody one of those so they could stuff their list in there and just quickly reference everything. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Looking oh, for man. some PSP RPGs, obviously, like Hexic Force, uh, Trails in the Sky, which I have, but I want that unsealed so I can actually play it. Let's be real. I'm not playing that on the PSP. I'll play it on the Vita. I was going to say, I haven't even playing it on Vita anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you don't want no, yeah. no, you don't want that. Keep the yeah. seal. If you have a sealed one, you don't need to buy it, buy it loose if you're not going to play it. Do you know who you're talking to? I do, and I, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm very fair. I'm in the middle on this. Yeah, the yeah. one that I will come away with this year, and I'll probably spend a good penny on, is Mega Man Five. It's the only Mega Man mainline that I don't have because, for some reason, Five stupidly hard to find and really expensive. And the the theory behind it was like, well, it's getting to the end of the Mega Man franchise on the nes so they were making less uh, of them like but six is like 30 bucks everywhere oh why five it's 150 yeah, bucks weird. right now um is it I, wait was six on the nes yeah okay i get confused between mega person five and six 
Yeah, Mega Person 6, you started to get like customizable armor and things like that. I think it was 6 where it's like graphically the color palette is really striking. It's very impressive. It's very cartoony. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it's been fun looking through everybody else's list on Mocon here to see what they're what they're after. Cody is after a ton of horror style games. Uh, one of the guys that's coming is like, I want Monopoly on everything. <laughs> Monopoly. Think, yeah, he collects awesome. Monopoly on everything. I want. Who is that? Where is that list? Oh yeah, why not? Oh, why not? It. I get it. It's like um, I, I yeah, I kind of. I'm I'm still on a quest to basically own every Metal Gear Solid game. Uh, so do you want me to add to my list uh, Ghost Babble for you if I find it? Oh my god, that game is so expensive. Is it? I think that's the the most expensive uh, uh, Metal Gear game. It's seventy five bucks complete. Oh shit, that's nothing, Tom. I mean, for me, I, I, my, my, I, my budget's lower than yours. Yeah, but loose, loose, $45. That's just for the little cartridge. Son. You're not going to find this thing complete, dude. Like, let's be honest. That's the problem. I, I like complete things. That's true. Y- you know what I'm like? One sale per month. So I tell you what, I find That's... this, I'm buying it, and then I'll hold on to it, and you can, you can pay me. We'll do that. <laughs> well, yeah, it'll have to be a, uh, a contact first. Nope. Nope. Not with something like that. That'll be buy it and ponder your do decision you, later. Don't you have it? I don't. Oh. I don't have as big of a Metal Gear boner as you. I know. I know. Not quite. Not many do. I do. I've, <laughs> I've added, after our last side quest show, I've added a, another console to my list. I want to get one of the OG uh, DS consoles. Oh my god, those ugly ass that silver ones! It just screams mid two thousands in its design. It's yeah, it, they went so. It's the the transition from that console to the DS Lite m- might be the greatest revision ever in right? console history. Are you sure you didn't just release your? <laughs> prototype first right that's how it looks that's definitely it looks like a dev kit yeah this thing here is a console and it is also a lethal weapon (laughs) was there anything they took off that ds when they put out the ds light you know how sometimes they take away ports and stuff like that nope not that i'm aware of nothing that console has others don't no no nope um I I'm I I didn't realize because this is my first time playing a, uh, a a 2ds XL or a new a new 3ds. Um, I didn't I'd never known what the C stick felt like. It's I didn't great. know that it that it was a bit like a um you know those IBM laptops yep. with the yep. nub in the middle. Yeah, I didn't know it was that. I thought it was an actual like stick that you moved around. No, but, but for not being a stick, it's surprisingly responsive. Totally, and it's really good for like. Uh, not many games seem to use it in my uh, short experience with it. Um, no, not many do. But the, the ones that do utilize it quite well, like they use it for moving the camera. Yep. If you play um, Ocarina of Time 3D or Majora's Mask 3D, it works great. Oh, nice. Yeah, I do have that, which I'm looking forward to playing through. Which one, Majora's Mask? Uh, Ocarina of Time. Yeah. 
I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm gonna give it another bash. I know we played it on episode 100, um, but I want to play it again. And the thing is, I remember playing the N64 version, and uh, I remember you guys kind of lording it over me that you were playing it on the 3DS because it's it's it's, it's so much uh, better. It's so hard to go back. Makes the temples easier to go through. With yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had playing through Skyward Sword recently. Um, we talked about it in our last side quest, but I feel like it's it's pertinent to bring up again as well because it, it technically is a retro game. I have finally finished Skyward Sword, and I think I, I think I said that's the last mainline Zelda that I've never beaten, but after I got done, I really stopped and thought about it, and I, I've played most of Twilight Princess, but I never actually beat it because I just flat out did not like it. And I played that when it first came out on the the Wii, and it was a cross-launch between the GameCube and the Wii. I'm like, I gotta get it on the Wii, because it's gonna have motion controls, it's gonna be great, it's gonna look better, and I just, it was such a dull, dry game that I just <laughs> wanted nothing to do with it after about 75% of the way through. I didn't enjoy the whole wolf sections, I didn't like Midnight, I didn't like the setting, but I think I looking back on it maybe i was turned off because of the motion controls on it and the girls became so engrossed with watching me play skyward sword that like dad do you have another zelda game you can play i'm like well i could probably just play twilight princess hd on the wii u because that doesn't need motion controls it's kind of the definitive way to play it on the wii u with the gamepad and the map and your inventory and all of that so mm-hmm. i think i'm going to try to get through that one again but that game's long too I remember trying Twilight Princess on the Wii and I was really put off by the art style. It was very um, muddy. Yeah. Is that the right way to put it? It's very brown. It's a very brown game. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not the biggest uh, biggest Zelda fan, but um, that one was a hard one to to even try to get into. I'm definitely more a fan of the handheld uh, Zelda stuff, you know? Like, I am much more a fan of the top-down Zeldas. Yeah. I, Minish Cap is my favorite. Yeah. Still, I think still my favorite. Um, I am still chipping away at Link Between Worlds. It's such a good game. <laughs> it's, um, it's, a, it's a stark departure from how you approach a traditional Zelda game because there's really no direction. It's like, go where you want, do what you want. Here's a dungeon. Yeah. Rent these items. Have fun. Yeah, yeah. But that game's that game's great. Speaking of Minish Cap, have you looked at the price of that lately? I don't think I have. Is uh, it stupidly expensive? Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. I gave you a, a complete box and, and manual, right? Uh, it's just basically, yeah, box, manual, but no cart, right? Right. So when I gave that to you, the cartridges were about 30 bucks a pop. And complete in box was like 80 Mm-hmm. So if you purchase a cart now, it's $75, but you tuck that cartridge into the box and you got yourself a $250 game sitting on your shelf. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. It's insane how much those have gone up. Just, it's, just, it's just like, I, I wish I could go back to my younger self and tell me to have not sold all my games. Right. Yeah, it's like it's like cashing out an investment way way too early. It's like selling Bitcoin for two dollars instead of <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, or you or buying like like back in the day when people were bu- like 
buying coffees for like 50 bitcoin because it was cool and it was like um yeah oh my god i just spent seven million dollars on that coffee <laughs> could you imagine that now oh my god Ugh, yeah i know people that have bought like their first homes with like because they had a couple of you know bitcoin or whatever good for them yeah absolutely good for them good for them um, um but yeah skyward sword have you played skyward sword no, that's the one I've not even, not even, I've not, I don't even know what it looks like. <laughs> it's great. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. It is a phenomenal game. And I think that it would be one of the better Zelda games without the motion controls. I fought for 40 hours against the controls in that game. And I talked with Mike quickly about it. Um, but I think a large portion of that is my switch might be dying because I was having constant tracking issues, disconnection issues um, for a game that relies so heavily on precise sword movements. I just would not get the response that I needed. So the, the, the enemies in that game would have swords and they like raise it up so that you couldn't swing down. So you'd have to swing from a certain angle or they'd have it on the side. So it was it was clever to say the least, but it, it felt very shoehorned in. It's like, okay, now I have to have my sword over here and do that. And when your controller isn't tracking properly, it just makes it the, a constant slog and, and fight against the game. But those issues aside, the game is fucking amazing. Just for the, the story, the setting, it's a little disappointing that you really only have three dungeons that you revisit four times each, but each time you go back to it, a new section of it unlocks and you do something different within there and you have new abilities at your disposal. So it's very mm -hmm. clever in its design. It does suffer from the the thing that hindered Wind Waker. Uh, have you played that one? No. So Wind Waker, big open ocean. Like, this is great. Go wherever you want. <laughs> Nothing to do. Just a big open ocean to kill time. Same thing in Skyward Sword. You're up in the sky flying around. And you're like, all right, there's a a floating rock with an Octorok on it. Let's just move around that. And it's going to take me three minutes to get to the other side of this map. Right, right. A uh, little frustrating with that. But yeah, man, that game is so good. It's mm. so good. It does not deserve the hate that it gets. Uh, I, I personally think that it is hindered wholly and truly by its motion controls. Okay, okay. So I, I don't think I'll ever revisit it, uh, at least not anytime soon. Like, when I play a game, I don't want to be frustrated with it. And I was frustrated from beginning to end with the controls because it's, it's neat where you can just press the X button and it'll recenter the gyro with your controller so that you'll be perfectly tracked. However, I'd be playing. And then if I'd want to pull up my bow or my slingshot or something, I'd pull it out and I would just immediately start spinning circles because my gyro was off and off on the far right. So I'm just constantly fighting to get back. So you couldn't quickly pull out your bow, shoot an enemy from a distance, charge attack because you're having to recenter and recalibrate. So oh, again, fully aware that it's probably a result of my switch dying. But mm -hmm. I even opened up my Skyward Sword Joy-Cons to test it, and those still had the same issue. So it really only leaves the culprit being with, with my console itself. Because Dan said, he's I made it all the way through the second dungeon, didn't have to recenter my gyro once. <laughs> Number one, bullshit. <laughs> Number two, bullshit. <laughs> but, 
I know you've had problems with the Joy-Cons and everything. Yeah, I, um, I'm i so glad motion controls are behind us. With yeah. the exception of VR, like that's a necessity, but just... yeah. I hated it on the PS3 with the six axis. You know, when they would shoehorn that shit in with Uncharted, it's like, okay, you're on a log. You gotta, gotta balance. Like, just let me walk across the log. Yeah, that was an unnecessary, uh, unnecessary addition. It's like, no, the, the challenge is not here. This is, this is not the place to put the challenge. Right. <laughs> uh, but then we moved, I guess we moved from that when walking on a, let's take the example of walking on a log on a, a six, with motion control to like QTEs, right? Oh, yep. just about to fall from the press circle to stay on the log, right? Like, yep. yeah. Which, we, don't uh, need, we don't need this crap. Don't don't put game elements in where they're not needed. Yeah, yeah, totally. But, but or like uh, layer on I'll PS3. Ooh, fly your dragon! Like, like. No, that's uh, bad. Yeah, yeah. Not only yeah, does this bad. controller weigh nothing and feel like crap, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you ever held the original Six Axis before they put the rumble in? Yes. Oh, it's like holding a Kleenex. It's, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You would not oh want to spike God. that thing into the ground. No. You wouldn't be getting it back. But <laughs> I haven't picked anything up. I've bought nothing since our last factory sealed. N- nothing. At, which is because I normally haven't picked up very much, but I actually did. What'd you get? Well, I got my console, obviously. I've got my TDS XL. I picked up um, Super Mario 3D Land. Yes. For the yes. 3DS. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't put oh. it down. Oh, it's so good. I can't put that thing down. It's so refreshing. It's so it, good. And it's long. Man, it's long. And then when you beat it, it's even longer. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. tell you what happens, but it's even longer. Oh, man. Yeah, it's so good. It's like, uh, I think I described it yesterday to Mike. It was like, uh, each level feels like it's in its own little diorama, mini yep. mini Mario 64 style. Um, the, the thing that's kind of disappointing for you is you don't get to experience it with the, the 3D. 3D. I know. I figured this. I was like, huh, actually wouldn't mind seeing what this looked like with the 3D slider up because um, you can tell it was built for it and it probably works really well. Yeah. It probably does. Like some of the well. angles for jumping off of platforms rely on your ability to gauge the depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, and, like we talked about before, there are so games, so few games that actually require or do the 3D well. It's yeah. a it's it's an yeah. okay sacrifice to make. Yeah. And actually, despite not having the 3D, it does a really good job of um helping you out with that depth uh issue when you're jumping forward uh like on the on the z axes like into this further into the screen mm-hmm. it it nicely centers you and, and you have plenty of shadows to gauge where you are at any time um i don't know it just it just feels like it, it feels very tight i mean mario always feels good but like i i was worried when i first started playing it that it was just going to feel so difficult to play on such a small uh on a small console relatively speaking uh yep. a 3d mario because <clears throat> super mario 64 ds was rough rough yeah to put it yeah lightly it was, was rough um but man i'm having such a good time with it this oh, is i'm so really, glad really i'm good. so glad you're finally playing that because i yeah. i don't think any dan i don't think dan's played it i don't think mike has played it either no. i've been singing that game's praises since since i first got it it's so damn good yeah, it's one I completely forgot about, but uh, and I I love the land 
series like the yeah. the first two on game the first three on game boy um were like my childhood basically um, well it just feels like a bite-sized version of mario 3d world yeah which i haven't played but i do you have it no oh, that's what yeah. that's on switch right I yeah so played. if you like this there is no universe that exists in which you don't like 3d world <sighs> amazing so yeah. it, it's amelia played the ever-living hell out of 3d land i just gave her christy's old pink 3ds for a while and like that was just her jam nice but Is what was like what was funny 3DS? was no it was this it's the 3ds xl but it was the oh, pink okay. one oh yeah and it wasn't the new version with the c stick but um mm, mm. if you die enough they give you a a p-wing that just allows you to take infinite damage and fly throughout the level. So that's just kind of how she beat a lot of them. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would start slowly like nudging her, like, "Hey, don't use that. Don't use that. Come on, you're <laughs> yeah. cheating. Don't use that." So then I catch her not using it, and she was getting better at it. But again, at it's the time, got, she was like it, four and a half. Right. Exactly. It's got nice quality of life features, um, such as it saves after each level. I thought yeah. that was cool um, because one thing about the new Super Mario Bros. games is like you'll only get that prompt to save after you've been like a castle or if you've spent coins to like go into a, uh, a, a another section like a mini game or something like that and like that's there's nothing wrong with that it's just when you're playing on the go it's nice to be able to just do a level game saves shut it down yeah. you know um, I am at a point where um, the game won't let me go any further unless I have 50 coins yep and I'm like, shit, because <laughs> I've just been clipping through some of them and only picking up maybe a coin if I see it. Yeah, so now that I'm is the one frustrating through. part. Yeah. And I'm like, 50? Holy shit. I only did like 30 levels. I, I figured it out. I was like, I need it like the average is I need two coins per level. Yep. Uh, so to, Amelia to would come to me and she's like, Daddy, can you help? <laughs> when you get to the end, you need like 90 or something. Fuck. So collect the coins. Just yeah. save yourself the pain. Collect the yeah. coins. Yeah. But... Now I'm going, now I've gone back to like world one, one and I'm like, oh yeah, this was fun. And I'm yeah. just going back through. So it's, it makes it fun to revisit. Yeah. Like, um, it's all the, it's just clever. The design is, is really, is really nicely done. Um, I, I was actually really disappointed with another game I picked up was, uh, Super Mario, uh, new Super Mario Brothers 2. Uh, Super Mario Brothers 2 for what? Uh, 3ds okay um the reason i was disappointed with it was because i'm playing it off the back of new super mario brothers deluxe on the switch mm. um and it's it's like a carbon copy it it is and i don't know if maybe i'm because i'm playing in such a weird order if maybe this was just like the handheld uh mirror of the wii u super mario bros uh like that i was that i was playing um because the only gimmick is that you can like mario can wear like a yellow block on his head and collect a shit ton of coins it's all about collecting coins i was gonna say it's just the one that the box art was gold and it was a ton of coins everywhere yeah it's just it's just not very inspired it's it's feels great and it's just like any other 2d mario but like right down to the order of the worlds and the music and the like just the format is it's just it does nothing new 
from the one on DS. Do you remember the first one on DS? Mm-hmm. Then you, it does that nothing was great. from that. That was, that such was a amazing. Fun game. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. So I guess to be fair to it, I'm just I'm comparing it to the DS one, not the not the Switch version. So believe it or not, the new Super Mario Brothers two came out before new Super Mario Brothers U. Ah, right. Okay. By okay, about five months, four months. I I know that. And it doesn't necessarily mean a ton, but like critically speaking, New Super Mario Brothers two didn't like got quite a low score, like and mm-hmm. low review, like uh, compared to like other Mario's. Like relatively speaking to the series, yep. it's by no means a bad game. I'm not saying that. It's just it was. You want something was, new? Like Mario yeah. has this fine balance of innovation and familiarity, and this yeah. one leaned yeah. way too much on familiarity exactly yeah it was like we're only going to give you this thing of like cumulatively collecting shit tons of coins but everything else is going to be very paint by numbers which see with uh, again with mario games for me i'm the opposite of how i am with the zelda games where mario i prefer the 3d ones over the 2d with the exception of mario 3 which will always be my favorite Mm. but i much prefer the 3d marios i think i think think i might be with you on that actually i think so i don't know i it's a hard because i I loved the game boy ones which are all 2d obviously and then Mm -hmm. i loved um new super mario bros on ds and the one on wii is really good with the the co-op experience yep Yep. is really fun um but i but 3d land man 3d land is really up there for me now it's good it's It's, really up there yeah You'll have to definitely pick up 3D World then when you get a chance because that one is yeah. that one's going to be your jam and your jelly. I'll pick it up when it's not. Well, I was going to say I'll pick it up when it's not ninety dollars, but it'll always be. $90. It'll always be ninety dollars. Let's <laughs> so be real I might here. as well just buy it, right? All my all my Switch physical games are all like first party. Yeah, um, games that cost me like ninety bucks because it's just like, what are you going to do? Yep. If I'm not. I'd rather buy. They're always going to be $90 digital, so I'll buy them physical. It's like Nintendo just looking at you, just shrugging, like, if you don't buy it, it's not going to hurt us. (laughs) We got enough capital in the bank to last for 50 years at a net loss. We'll be fine. Imagine your company. Keep your 90 bucks. (laughs) Yeah. So dumb. Man, so yeah, so that was good. Picked that up. Um, And the only other game I picked up uh, was Observer for the PS5. Oh, so System Redux question. Is this a... Yes. Is it a remake of the original Observer or is it a sequel? Uh, it's just a... I think it's just another word for remaster. Um, it has like, you know, ray tracing and uh, 60 FPS. Um, I loved Observer. Oh, you played it. I've pl- I didn't beat it, but I've played most of it. Uh, it's oh my God. really good. It's really good. <laughs> I'm like really enjoying it. It's so it, uh, the setting is completely my my jam. Oh the, the my whole, god, yeah. It's so, I had no idea. I really just I just had no no clue that this game I was, was recommending so that fitting. to you for quite a while. You did and I have it. I have it on PC on 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 Steam. I have it on Epic, but I just didn't want to play it uh on PC. I thought it would be a good one to play um in the lounge with the big TV because it's like quite an immersive game, mm-hmm. um, which I, I know, obviously you can play those on PC. But I just think I wanted to play it with uh, with Cat as well. And um, it's not without its jank. 
No, it's not. I don't. I don't like the stealth sections very much. No, I think those take you out of the immersion. To be honest with you, um, but the the voice acting from uh, from Rutger, rest in peace, mm-hmm. uh, is awesome. It, you play as uh, play as him basically, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, so it just couldn't be more Blade Runner nineteen eighty four Orwell style. It's very cool. Yeah, that neo punk. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's like. You're a detective in this really like dank, uh, like poor area of like some urban um, landscape, and it's just like you're trying to figure out, uh, you know, uh, solve a bunch of murders kind of thing and chain all these events together. It reminds me a bit of um, the the vanishing of Ethan Carter kind of thing. Mm-hmm. In oh, that, that game's great. Where you're replaying and. You're you're revisualizing, reenact, like reconstructing how crimes have happened, and who, how you know, the the sequence of events. But Observer does this thing where you're essentially plugging yourself into uh, people who are either deceased or barely alive, mm-hmm. and then running through their insanely like glitchy, trippy memories and recollections of the events that preceded their death, and it's really. It's such a wild, glitchy trip. It's. Yep. I should and, pick and, this up on PS5. Yeah, it, it, it's um, it's from the guys that did Hellblade, I think. Blooper. Yeah, Blooper. That's it. Yeah. So no wonder the sound design is top notch. Like, It'd be fun to play with the shit. the Pulse headset on PS5. Oh my god! Yeah. It's something. The my only gripe is that the opening cinematic before you hit the main menu is broken on PS5. What? Like it is broken. It it acts as if you've got like a um, as if you've got a scratch disc. It's just like it, j- j- b- b- j- and how I, have they not patched that? I know. I I have no idea. Um, but I I thought it was something wrong with my disc, and then I was like, hang on a minute, though this. It's 2021. Nothing's running off discs anymore. Yeah, right. It's, uh, but that was my first reaction because it just reminded me of you know when you buy a fucking used game from GameStop and you take it home and you the opening cinematic is like, yep, 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 yep. Like, well, oh, this one's going back. That sucks. <laughs> uh, but I looked it up on Google and it was like, yeah, this is just like a known issue where. Uh, so someone said that it was possibly to do with the sound channels on the PS5. Uh, and that I had to change like the, the from linear PCM to bitmap or something, something like that. Yeah. Uh, where it was like, Hey, knock your audio channel down to two or put it down to TV mode instead of soundbar mode and stuff like that. And you would, and it will fix it. But like, it didn't work for me, but it's apparently fixed it for a bunch of other people. But weird. Um, but I'll, I'll say that that's the only like issue in terms of like technical, uh, issue there, uh, in, in that section. Um, but the rest of the game, yeah, plays really well. The stealth sections are a bit a bit hit and miss, but um I'm gonna have to pick that up and replay it because yeah, I would love to see that on my OLED with ray tracing and oh all of that. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean I yeah, I'm not even I'm not even playing on an OLED and it looks great, so I can only imagine it would look even better on your setup. And it's only thirty bucks. I mean that's it's cheap. That's yeah. nothing. That's that's for pennies. For a PS five game, yeah. I was like I saw it was on sale and I thought, oh, I've wanted to play this and it's a PS5 upgrade, so I'll grab it. Um, and I'm glad I did. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know how far I am. I'm like three, three hours maybe. It's, it's not it's long from what I recall. I, I probably played about six or seven hours and was pretty close to the end. I don't remember why I tailed off on it, but it's just, that's what I do. It happens. It happens. I think it's, it's an, I think it's sub 10 hours. It is. It's it, the review I read of it said that it was nine to 10 hour campaign. Let's uh, check how, how long to how, beat off. How long to beat off says seven, I think. Which I'm like, I don't know. Not system shock. Observer. Sometimes you can't always trust uh, how long to beat off, even though it's even though it's user input. Um, I usually go somewhere between the middle from completionist and main story and kind of split that difference. Yeah, because as we'll find out with um, our game of the week, <laughs> I'm not sure. That's correct. Hey, if if HLTB is. Uh, it's totally right about Speaking it. Speaking of which, see. somebody finally discovered <laughs> a joke that I have been waiting for somebody to discover for eight months. <laughs> I am so happy, and I, I would like to remember. I oh wish I could God. remember who discovered that. Um. But about seven months ago, it's been a long running joke, but uh, we would always refer to how long to beat as how long to beat off. Well, I bought that domain on the show when we were talking about it one time. Just you guys were chatting away and I went on to the old dream host and added it to the list of domains that I own. And I set up a 401 redirect to uh, the factory sealed uh, podcast page. So, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> I mean, I can. <laughs> uh, Jonathan me. Weaver. That's who it was. Amazing. Nice so five. something, I, I like his style because something yeah. <laughs> clicked in his brain that he's like, these I guys wonder. are just dumb enough that maybe, <laughs> just maybe I should go to Google and I should type in how long to beat off dot com and see where it takes me. Yep. Yep. Fair. So nice well done, Jonathan. Jonathan. I am I am excited that that you discovered that, and uh, I'm disappointed in everybody else. No, I'm, just, I'm not. I'm, I'm just kidding. But I will buy you a beer at MoCon because you discovered my Easter egg. That's a great uh, factory sealed Easter egg, to be honest. Especially eight months. Oh, Less, man, how did you not say anything? How are you, you not always, like? I tried I tried so hard during so many shows to get somebody to type in how long to beat off.com but I had to be very subtle about it cuz I didn't want to be like hey oh. guys type this in I think I remember you saying I do vaguely recall you saying like somebody should buy that domain or something like that that that's was the, the show that, that I did it on way. Yeah that's the that's the show that I did it on no, but even after that, I swear your references were like, oh, somebody should like, I wonder, or like you say, I wonder if anybody's bought that <laughs> or something like that. I know you've said that a few times. Yeah. And yep. I never really clicked like, is he fucking, is he asking that because he's going to did it. Over I did it. God damn it, Peterson. <laughs> As Dan put it, my dedication to stupid jokes is unparalleled. Oh, it is. It, it really is. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you, you you somewhat segued into our 
game of the week. So I feel like I we tried. should probably yeah, we, we tried. Our our segues are a bit rusty. They're not amazing. They're uh, not. Surprise, surprise. Yes. But since <laughs> this was a game that you picked, I'm gonna let you uh bring us in with it. Oh fucking hell. Do you remember how to do that? Well, I, you know, we'll just go off the cuff as usual. Um, I chose for us to play a game called Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars. Never heard of this franchise. So, is it popular? GTA, but Grand Theft Auto, otherwise known as GTA, is an exceptionally lucrative and popular gaming series. Game series. Uh, It is actually possibly the most uh, valuable export in the uk okay um, because it's worth the series itself is worth over a billion dollars above t the beatles oh i'm not i'm not actually kidding there was an article about that well anything's it, more lucrative than the beatles the article was called like is grand theft auto the uk's most lucrative export <laughs> uh, um Jesus. which yeah because as we know uh GTA five is um still in like the top ten best selling games every month when they compile those those figures. Um I hold on. I thought that it was I thought Rockstar North was in why did I think this shit was in California? No. That's the amazing thing. Like make all these like the games are already set in like in the US and it's very american in its presentation but these games are made in i mean they have dev studios all over the place but the rockstar north is the uk yeah rockstar games is a uk company yes go on (laughs) i need to i need to process i don't know why i thought that they were out of california Ah, i mean to be fair you know there's a lot of uh a lot of big uh big game big gaming studios probably in california i'm sure Jesus. All right. Uh, but like their headquarters are in their headquarters are in the US now. Mm. And and it all comes from um I don't know. It I, it's like it it's all probably changed a lot over the over the years, but like, you know, the original uh GTA uh was made in the UK and it all just fanned out from there. And now there's rock stars all over the place. Rockstar yeah, San I'm Diego. looking at it. There's Dundee, India, uh, yeah. uh, Leeds, Lincoln. There's a rock <laughs> yeah. star in Lincoln? Lincoln, England, like where yeah. Mike got yeah, married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a very northern northern British company. Like Dundee, Leeds, Lincoln, and North, those four parts of Rockstar are all within like 30, 50, 50 miles of each other or something. Wow. I don't know, 50 to 100 miles. And then uh, you got Rockstar. You got two Rockstars in London. There's Rockstar International and Rockstar London, and they're all responsible for various things. So Chinatown Wars, our game of the month, was was made in Leeds. So that's like not super far from like. Damn. Their logo is the worst of the bunch. Rockstar Leeds. Yep. Just the blue on white. It looks corporate almost, doesn't it? Yeah. It looks like it belongs on a gas station. <laughs> that's true there's i would say Ro- rockstar london is in a close second and then india is also pretty terrible india is 
India is the well, possibly one of the worst because of the color combination of yeah, green and yellows. Just, you don't put that together. Green and orange, actually, yeah. It's like a work. weird gold-ish. And then that white stuff. Oh, it's so bad. It's not, yeah. Yeah. I think the best one is probably... I quite like Rockstar Toronto, but it... it I don't it's, know. The, the international <laughs> is the best. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Just their standard. Classic. The classic. Yep. And uh, Rockstar Toronto did uh, The Warriors. Did you ever play that one on PS2? I did. It was great. It was actually really good. <laughs> uh, These guys, I think I think they're almost big enough where they could hire a good graphic designer to make them a new logo, I think. Almost I mean, big enough, yeah. yeah. They're getting there. Um, oh, Rockstar New England, they are responsible for Bully? Ugh. Uh, the, no, only the scholarship edition. The actual oh. original game was Vancouver. Why do I not if see you, Vancouver on this list? Uh, is there in the former? So Rockstar Vancouver uh, merged into Toronto. Well, they probably got, got shut in, down after Bully. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a hot pot. I'm sorry. It's, I know there's people out there that like that game. It's yeah. Okay I, to, it's I, okay I, to be wrong. Uh, <laughs> I still have. I still think Bully did some interesting things, but it did. Um, we haven't seen anything quite like it. It wasn't called. Oh yeah, we we already been through why it wasn't called Bully in the UK. Because um, I don't want kids to bully. Yeah, we were already. We what were, was it called? Was Carpe huge, Carnum Diem. Uh, Canis Canum Edit. Yeah. Okay, that was close. <laughs> Car- Carpe Diem uh, Latin. No. <laughs> Seize the dog day. Carpe <laughs> Canis Diem. <laughs> yeah um shit uh, sorry i went completely off the rails but what That's you really a- need to know is that you know rockstar pretty big pretty big company known for some extremely successful uh game series is and they decided to make a i believe it was at the time an exclusive uh gta for the nintendo ds correct um now i i don't know i think at the time the ds was like getting super super popular so it was like well worth their time to like try and make some kind of like a uh exclusive game for it um and it was i guess it wasn't surprising given the power of the original ds but it was going to be the first uh portable it was going to be the first gta um for a long time that was going to have a completely different art style a different different look and feel entirely and this is this was an interesting thing to have done because they just made uh not long prior like liberty city stories for the psp yep now i don't know if you remember when that game came out but i remember my friend buying a psp and liberty city stories on launch and we were so blown away by that how it, they it looked like they just put a ps2 on the handheld that because it was just gta 3 that is another gaming memory emblazoned in my head because I right? just moved back from Milwaukee for my freshman year of college and had just gotten a job at GameStop when that launched and went, I need that. <laughs> I need that. <laughs> because my freshman, sophomore year of high school was spent playing GTA 3. I would sit in school and just fantasize about like just exploring the city and to me, it was yes. just this insanely immersive place to be. I just wanted to hijack cars and cause chaos and it, yeah. just obsessed with that. So then when I saw it on handheld, I'm like, oh, my God, 
you mean I can do that anywhere? And mm-hmm. you're right. It was just, it was absolutely mind-boggling that that fit onto a shitty little UMD. Yep. And that it would, that you could play it for like two to three hours before the battery ran out. You know, like, geez, on this tiny little handheld console. Um, and this is 2005, I want to say. Uh, no. Yeah, five. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and it was a freaking launch game. Um, pretty, pretty incredible. Um, so then, you know, Chinatown Wars on the DS is going back to that top-down view from the original GTA. However, uh, it's not entirely top-down. It's It's got a bit of isometric view in there. And I think something that's interesting about Chinatown Wars and its graphical style and engine and everything is it actually has physics. These, yep. these, these cars are like actually rocking side to side they're flipping over you drive into a uh into traffic or into like obstacles uh it's reacting appropriately fire hydrants are like you know spewing everywhere like it actually have the world does feel more alive um you also have like trains going uh overhead so it gives you that depth. depth and it's actually quite clever the way they've done it they've really squeezed uh squeezed everything they can out of the out of that system it was very, so, very impressive to see that they managed to pull that off because it is technically a scaled down version of uh, Liberty City from Grand Theft Auto 4 because it, yes. it takes place afterwards within the same mm-hmm. universe. Mm-hmm. And it is very cartoony and I think that's initially what put me off to it at the beginning when when it came out. I've, I've never played this before. It completely passed me by. I remember seeing it, not really having an understanding of what it was and, and just not really being all that interested in it. But then yep. they did a PSP version, which came out how much longer after? It wasn't too much longer afterwards, was it? Six months? Yeah, I think it was about... It was They were close together. 2009, yeah, I think. 2009, and the other one was... 2008, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, October 2009 for PSP. And oh. March. So March to October. So about six months. Okay. And okay. the differences between these two games couldn't be greater. It's insane. It's like playing two completely different games because they went away from the cartoony cell shaded style graphics to a actual 3D modeled world. So mm. it's like playing a top down Grand Theft Auto 3 or, or Vice City and... Um, I think there's trade-offs between the two versions because the 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 PSP while it has more graphical prowess it's very cumbersome because you can tell that this was designed <laughs> for something not only with two screens but for something with a touchscreen and yes the thing that I really liked about this game was all of the different ingenious ways to engage you as the player so in most Grand Theft Autos, for example, you just jump in a car and hijack it or some of them are just locked and that's it. It got yeah. later into games like, oh, bust the window open and then pop the lock. But like you're not doing anything. It just happens. This one, there are three different things, four different things technically that could happen. You could have just get in the car and drive away. Uh, you could get in and then if it's an older car, I don't know if you caught this, but it's dependent upon the age of the car. If it's an older car, mm. you'll have to cram a screwdriver into the ignition and turn it. <laughs> to get it to start 
Yeah. If it's a somewhat old car, you'll have to unscrew four screws using on the PSP. It was the little nub and do it in counterclockwise motions to unscrew the panel, then press L and R to pull the wires down and yeah. then press a button to twist them together to hotwire them. So it's these yeah. little QTE events. And if it was a new car, you'd have to take this little mechanical PDA, plug it in and you'd get these rolling codes and you'd have to, you'd have a code down below and then you'd have to stop one, two, three, and four um digits on those specific timers so it was all dependent on the age of the car which was really neat they just do super cool little things like that that are are very engaging i didn't know that it was based on the age of the car but now that makes sense i remember doing both both methods and you're right um they really did think about the platform which is so uh it's so important because otherwise why why bother but they really did i actually first played this game on the iphone believe it or not Um, it was taken down from the iPhone for a while with no, or from the iOS store with no. Oh, was it? Yeah, uh, oh. no rationale, and then it just kind of reappeared one day. Oh, I had no idea, but um, God, this would be rough on phone. I've played through GTA. I played through. I played through the entirety of Max Payne on iPhone five. Wow! Uh, and I, I played, played through a good chunk of GTA three on my my Samsung phone. Yeah, some sometimes you just get used to it and it's okay, but yeah. Shit, it's uh, only five bucks. Yeah, it's some. Sometimes they, I mean, I always, I remember before buying it, thinking if there's one company that's going to get this right and make it work good on phone, it would be Rockstar. The graphics on the iOS version are this weird mix of the DS and the PSP. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's interesting how much how how different all three versions are. Um, but the thing with the touchscreen on 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 gta as well as hot wiring cars um you know you're tapping the screen to break the wind break windshields um you can attach uh tracking devices to the to the like bottoms of cars and you have to like actually move the stylus and you know set the timer and everything like that or set set it on um you have to when you're filling up the molotovs that's so fun you click and hold the gas pump and then you have to like get the arc of the of the gasoline correct to fill up as many bottles within a timer as possible i that was neat (laughs) but also i'm just thinking come on dude like just stick the just stick the thing in there it's not the hank fizz way it's put the put the bottles over in the distance and just get an arc of gasoline Could you imagine I, being a gas station worker and just seeing some guy out there just just firing gasoline at beer bottles in the distance? Like, you know what? Yeah. I don't get paid enough for this. No, yeah. Um, we also had to um, adult it around the around the city, uh, various uh, dumpsters, and you can open them, and then you have to use a stylus to remove trash bags, and there might be guns or like food in there. Uh, to replenish health and whatnot um you can uh what i spent a disc oh go ahead i was just gonna say there's one mission where you have to uh uh you do you you do a mission with your gang members and then you have to tattoo them afterwards (laughs) and so using the the touch screen to tattoo them i never got a good score (laughs) because i didn't have the touch screen you have the the little c-nub like oh this is terrible (laughs) permanent now <laughs> what I, I spent a school. disgusting amount of time on were the scratch off tickets. Oh my god, me too. I forgot about those. I wanted yeah. to win the house. Oh, I didn't win the house. I won the, I won a thousand bucks a couple times. 
Oh, I won so much money sitting there. So you can go into different <laughs> convenience stores and depending on which, which store you're in, you can get a different set of scratch-off tickets. And it's just, you move the C-stick around and then it's like if you match three, you get $5, $10, or $100, or some of them could be you get french fries or a hamburger or something else to replenish health. One of them had, I think it was $100, $1,000, or a house that you could win or a, a safe house around the city. But yeah. winning any of them was so rare. I just... <laughs> I was so obsessed and I just want this. I want that. I want. So I'd be sitting there watching a movie and just doing scratch off tickets for an hour. <laughs> and they're like, buy another one. And buy this, another one. It's yeah, like, these are $10. This right have- here is a tax on the poor. <laughs> yeah. They're $10 each and I have five grand. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. That should keep me busy for the next two hours. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, um, it's little things like that where everywhere you look, there's just something tucked in. You're like, that's neat. Wouldn't have yeah. thought about that. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, there, there was a little missions where you have to, um, there's one where you have to do a, uh, you have to help someone else win a street race. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so in order to do that, you have to sabotage somebody else's car. And that, that would normally in, in other GTAs be as simple as, you know, maybe you take a baseball bat to it a couple of times or something or or just get in the car and do something and it happens. But no, on, on Chinatown Wars, it's like you have to go to the car and then pop the, the bonnet and then start like pulling out spark plugs and like <laughs> and then you have to take a hammer to like certain parts of the engine and stuff like that. Um, and it's just like, I don't know, it's it, the thing is, it's also just it's it's classic gta in that it's just got so much tongue-in-cheek humor and that leads me on to talk about the writing in this game oh it's so funny because the writing is just really funny unfortunately gone are the uh the voice acted scenes and like you know proper like 3d cut scenes and it's replaced instead with this kind of comic book style yep. um but i think it works really well and 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 the writing is just really funny it's just so it doesn't take itself seriously at all. Uh, and, and the sarcasm is strong. <laughs> and so you can tell, uh, it's just, it's got that British humor, uh, laced into it and it works really well. Um, I'm trying to remember some of the funniest scenes in it. So like some of the, it, the, I the don't think you pass today. <laughs> What's that? Some of it, I don't think would pass today. No, no, no. So the, I, I just would send you guys occasional pictures of it. And uh, the the guy you play as, Huang, Huang, Huang Li, he is yeah. a, a member of the triads who was tasked with bringing over a family sword um, and it gets stolen. And the whole game is trying to figure out who stole this sword. But he doesn't, he, he's kind of this hardcore gangster who doesn't, adhere to the hardcore gangster lifestyle he because everybody else all the other characters that you meet are these uh personified tropes of (laughs) just masculinity and over macho and confident and uh one of them (laughs) huang is talking to i don't even i don't know who any of the other characters names truly are but he calls him out because this guy's trying to compensate for something he's like uh have you got a have you got a tiny penis because they can do stuff for that nowadays and the guy replies like i'm talking about winning a war and you're talking about penile augmentation it's just (laughs) stupid shit like that or talking about like 
yeah, that that guy there is educationally challenged and couldn't find his way out of a paper prison. Just the writing is there were yeah. so many times throughout this game where I was just chuckling. Well, you deliver drugs to some guy and he'd be like, this is great, man. I can already feel my dick shrinking. <laughs> it's just, uh... I wish I wish it were voice acted because I feel oh. like they could really knock it out of the park with that. I know. However, I, know. I will say that that this game is not without severe shortcomings that actually keep it from from being in my opinion a great game um mm. namely grand theft autos are synonymous with amazing soundtracks awesome audio design and and just like because i feel like that's what creates the universe in which you exist because it, mm. it lends that credibility with with Laszlo, for example, he just creates like, oh, this is the tone and the tenor of this city because this is what these people are listening to. Like, <laughs> this is how this city functions. And you get none of that. Not only do you get none of that, the music is so bad in this game that I had to go into the settings and just turn it off. I'm like, I can't do this because every time I'd get into a car, yeah. I'd have to stop and like sift through the radio stations until I found off. And like, I'm just going to go into the settings and turn music all the way down because it's awful i know it it is really bad and i'm i think it's i, I remember reading up on it and it was un, they're just unlicensed uh loops and tracks and it's such a shame I, I i for a series that like is so well known for its soundtracks like to the point where i've got on my spotify like playlists from the gta games yep uh, i remember my a friend of mine bought like the four cd like official cd like soundtrack pack like they released these things on cd like they were that popular you know well like um, gta vice city was my true introduction to quality 80s music and yes. christy still gets mad at me because every time toto comes on or something like that, like oh that's from grand theft auto and she's like no it's not <laughs> yeah i know but but vice city was was really uh, the peak uh, for soundtracks like i miss i'm even the talk show is like fernando from emosha emosha 98.3 <laughs> oh it's so good it was i would so sometimes good. do you remember just like pausing the game and going into the radio and just like yep you just, just listen you listen for a moment and then you're suddenly caught into it you're like i'm just listening to some fictional radio in the game right now it's that good it's just so good just the yeah. commercials and the yeah commercials oh my god but but no none of that in chinatown the other thing that was a hindrance to me and i think this is just the nature of it being a top-down grand theft auto style game is that the driving well great is very difficult because if you have a specific location in which you need to go uh, you need to know when to turn coming up ahead of time. And you, your your distance to view in front of you is so limited that I was missing turns left and right. And what I think would have been beneficial is to have, even if it was just a very faint, transparent line on the ground that you could follow yeah. so you would know something was coming up yeah. instead of having to look at your mini-map because I, it, it was almost pointless. Yeah, I, I actually... Um with the ds the map is on the bottom screen 
and you're all, all, all the actions on the top. So you're constantly looking down at mm. the map, which was really bad. And I didn't find out until a few days ago that you could, that in, buried in the settings, you can move the map to be in the corner of the top screen, oh. which would have really improved things a lot for me because it was kind of annoying. It doesn't, though. Uh, no, no, it, I, I'm sure. It's also quite bad. Like the GPS is actually quite, is, it, it's like, uh, it, it will, um, it will tell you to pull U-turns and stuff instead of just reroute normally, like any well, other yeah, GPS. Well, yeah, if you're crossing a street that you need to turn left, it'll tell you to take a right and then do a U-turn. It's like, yeah. why don't you just tell me to turn left? Right, yeah. It's actually not great. The GPS navigation is kind of shitty. And uh, I think I think you're right where a faint line on the in the action itself so that you don't have to, like, look into, a, into the corner on this mm-hmm. tiny mini-map that isn't going to help, I think would have been really good a good yeah. quality of life um and yeah another so music and gps and then i think the other thing which we we have to talk about the uh the the drug dealing aspect yeah of, of both awesome Wars. and annoying yeah i think that's how i'd probably sum it up too when i've read when i've read other people's thoughts on it because i kind of wanted to get an idea of like what other people thought about this whole section of of Chinatown Wars because no other GTA, to my memory, um, has like an entirely separate like mechanic that is like this important to the to the to core of the game. Like it's normally just like you know you you go and see somebody, you do some missions for them, they introduce you to another character, and then at some point you have like three different characters to choose from, and then you have some side missions on payphones, and it just you know repeat, repeat, repeat. This is like. You have that, but then you have this whole other ecosystem inside the game that is about drug trading. And it's buying and selling drugs from various dealers across Liberty City and um, trying to find the best price. Now, you have this PDA on you, which is it's a kind of neat system where you'll get like tip offs of like, hey, I'm selling X drug cheap and I'm over here on this side of the city. Or someone will be like, I'm I'm looking to buy this drug and I'm over on this side of the city. So you have to devote time outside of mainline missions to essentially try and uh, uh, make as much money as you can through dealing drugs. Now, when you're doing this, there's always a chance that the the you'll be raided by police and you'll have to like, you know, get away from, from cops and whatnot. Um, but I didn't do much of that to begin with because i was no. like eh, i mean it's going to take away from a lot of the time and we have limited time to play these games so i kind of want to just kind of mainline this as much as i can but that was not Bad possible choice. yeah <laughs> because uh a, a lot of prerequisites for missions later on will be you must have x number of this drug or you must have this much money yep. and the only way to really significantly make money in gta chinatown wars is to pedal shit tons of drugs i um, learned that the hard way because there was that first mission early where it's like oh you need five thousand dollars and i had 600 i went oh fuck well, i'll do the traditional grand theft auto thing and i'll just go mow down crowds of people but you get like five six bucks here and there and then you're fighting with the police it's like there's got to be a better way so i did what what any person looking to make a quick buck would do and i went to the convenience store and bought a bunch of scratch-offs and you know i, I got myself up to like 2500 bucks this is taking forever <laughs> all right i guess i'll look into the drug dealing and i went to the closest drug dealer and discovered that i had a ton of drugs i don't know how i got it. i had a ton and i just sold them all i was like you have forty thousand dollars i went awesome oh shit 
So somehow I, I fell into a lot of cash on that side of it. But you're right. The, the drug dealing thing is really cool, but it's, it's a gatekeeper to the rest of the game. And it yeah. feels off. It'd be like in all of the other Grand Theft Autos, the side quest where you have to steal specific cars and take them to the harbor, which is just mm. a great side quest. It'd be like, in order to progress the story, you must be this far in this side mission. Yeah. Completely extraneous. It, it has no <laughs> yeah. bearing on the story, yeah. but you must have exported 73 cars before you can do this mission. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Right. And, I, I, and it I becomes get it, difficult but... because early in the game, there was one where it's like, you need to have 20 weed. Like, okay, I have 16. Where am I going to find four more? So you're driving around to all of these drug dealers and none of them have it. So I'm like, well, what the fuck? So I was yeah. looking online and apparently... The, People were saying, oh, well, just check the turf turf map. Like, I don't have the turf map. I wasn't far enough in the game to check the turf map because that's uh, where you can see where certain drugs are more popular and then there's yep. hidden drug dealers. Yep. It's a really deep, complex system. It is. It's the yeah, and, and with the turf map, I was like, oh, this is deeper than I thought. There's like, yeah. you've got like... Uh, Certain gangs, like the 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 Russian gangs, are more likely to sell um, like downers or whatever, or chem- yep. chemically chemically based drugs. And then there's like the Jamaicans that are more likely to sell weed. And uh, there's all these other like groups of, of of people in in certain sections of the map that hold their own and and what they're more likely to buy as well as sell. So if you really need to make money, uh, to be honest with you, I found out that if you the best way to make money in 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 this game ignore every drug apart from heroin and cocaine yep the, the others don't ma- they make you good money but like if you actually just want to make fast uh a lot of money like you just trade the, the the biggest drugs well there was a lot of controversy surrounding the inclusion of the drug dealing mini game um specifically oh, with the heroin and ecstasy because protesters were saying you know anything that's using drug dealing as entertainment is sending out the wrong message it's like yeah but to who to the (laughs) this isn't a game for kids it's not designed for kids if you are a parent letting your kid play this game that's a bigger issue than a game including fantasy drug dealing right you know i mean you also steal cars and shoot people in the game is is that there's a lot going (laughs) come on now let's put let's put a little bit of the onus on the parents on this one yeah this is a bit of a this is a bit of a weird one and Um, if you're you're an adult that finds that stuff believable and like oh i'm gonna go to you you may be uh you may be beyond help (laughs) when i looked this up when i looked up uh every now and again i i I refer to a guide just to see uh what was next and what was coming up. I was on the IGN guide and I was so confused by some of the wording they were using. Uh, they kept referencing um, Pokemon. They kept saying, oh yeah, you need to go and like find, uh, go trade some Pokemon and find some other. Po-. It just turns out that they've replaced the word drugs in the wiki with Pokemon. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's true. They've also replaced downers with Dr. Mario pills. Uh, they've replaced... I, I can't remember, but they, they've replaced all of the the names of the drugs with... Probably like, because SEO was blocking their... <laughs> Probably. God. Uh, I, I was so confused. So I had to... I, I, I thought, oh shit, is there something I haven't mentioned here? 
um, something for the sh- for the show to write down would be like maybe because it was released on like the DS, there's some like Nintendo shit they put in there. You know how like sometimes Nintendo versions of games right. that are serious will have something like a little Easter egg. No, it's just. just I mean, that's a websites. pretty progressive game for Nintendo to have on a console. Yeah, I read somewhere that Nintendo approached uh, Dan Hauser, a rock star, and were like, "We want a GTA game on the DS." And Dan was like, we want to make a game for the DS, but we don't want to make Grand Theft Auto for kids. Right. We would like to make a real Grand Theft Auto game for your platform. And they were like, all right, okay. but just okay. put, put an age on it and we'll right. call it, you know. Um, it was, we had, I do remember it was surprising at the time, given the platforms, like, it, it is definitely, like, at the time, very much geared towards, like, a casual and younger audience, you know what I mean? Right. Like, Nintendogs and whatnot, <laughs> <laughs> oh man rest in peace to all of those that haven't been fed in 50 years uh, yeah we haven't talked about the police system in this because that's pretty it's integral different. to a lot of yeah it, it's different it's unique and i like it i so like it, it too it's still based on the star system but stars <laughs> if you if you want to get rid of them you can either outrun them or you can disable cop cars so if you have a two-star cop level to get down to one star, you have to disable at least two cop cars to drop down to one star and so mm-hmm. on. So if you're at six stars, you need to disable six and then five and then four. Good luck. <laughs> but it's still it's still great fun. And what I did really like is that they did not require you to have zero stars to end or start a mission. Oh, my God. So if you, oh, it was rough. So if you were being chased by six stars towards the end of your mission, your car is about to be on fire. You could just dive out of your car near the ending circle and just land in it and be like, boom, mission done. Like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I liked that too. Uh, But yeah, yeah, it's it's a neat system. Yeah, I liked it. I I liked it when they when they moved when they moved from the old style. Like, it's hard going back to those old GTAs with the. four star you know fbi borderline like army on you and the only way to get to get it down is to find uh pickups that would lower your star by one or yep. a paint and spray shop or something like that i liked the paint and spray yeah it was cool uh but oh yeah no you could just go in even if they were there you could just go in couldn't you like yeah <laughs> i had them all memorized in yeah, gta3 yeah. where they were like, but I gotta get I, to this one. I I did like it when they introduced the, the when they refactored it in GTA Four. I think it was uh, where it was like a radius. Uh, yeah, they, they they would have like a. a and you'd have you to stay have outside to get of out it for a certain circles. time. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. But no, this works really well for the for a portable system. You're not like because they don't they clearly don't want to want you to spend too much time driving because that's where it is a little rougher on that tiny screen. So they're like, yeah, let's make this a bit more action oriented. The combat's really cool, too, and I really enjoy the variety of missions. There are so many different styles of missions. Just standard, go here, do this, sabotage a car, burn down a couple stores, fill up some Molotovs, drive by, firebomb a place, steal some cars. Um, But then you get the really, really ridiculous ones. Like, you have to take one of the, the kingpins on the back of a truck to which he has attached a minigun. And you have to drive through. And this is where I don't think stuff like this would fly, at least today. (laughs) The description of the mission is drive drive Zhao on his bobcat 
to African-American drug dealers and let him shoot them with his minigun until the carnage meter is filled. <laughs> and it's not just like one or two. It's like a hundred. Oh, my God. And it's God. just... <laughs> just mowing people down yeah it's true yeah oh my god no that would not fly less likely to anyway <laughs> i think the but like you say the the variety of missions is what kept me uh kept me coming back because um it, it you never it knew was it was def- next yeah that was it that was it you never knew it was next it wasn't just so it wasn't just like you know take this person from a to b or um drive here and uh kill this guy and then it's the end uh it, it had a couple of those sure but like take the take the ambulance mission for example <laughs> where you have to uh uh rescue like a what well, a kingpin i can i think or someone yeah you have uh, to you have to pick him up because he's been arrested he yes. has a heart condition he's at the airport and you need to steal the ambulance <laughs> steal the ambulance and he's in the back of the ambulance and I don't know what it was like on the PSP, but on the DS, um, <laughs> there's like a uh, there's an outline of the human body on the bottom screen, and you had to tap the uh, tap the things. Oh, the, the defibrillators. Like, the defibrillator. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, every now and again, you had to tap that when he was like when he was starting to flatline. <laughs> Anytime you'd hit a bump or yeah. crash into a car, he'd flatline. And on the yeah. DS, it was just or on the PSP, you had to smash the L button oh okay okay but so you have I, people chasing you you have cops chasing you so you're constantly trying to drive we'll keep this dude alive you're like oh man sweet i made it there and then you discover at the end of the mission that your boss just wants to stab him and kill him anyway it's like come on <laughs> yeah why was i keeping him alive anyway did you get to the one where you had to destroy the gambling den with the flaming tanker oh god i mean i that sentence i mean i would remember that and i didn't yeah i definitely didn't. so you have to steal a gas truck and when you steal it, something happens to the back of it where it's just spewing gas out the back that's on fire. So anyone who gets behind you, their car catches fire and explodes. But oh, then shit. you need to drive this towards a trailer at a construction site, which is serving as a, as a rival gambling den, and dive out as this thing ghost rides in and explodes. Oh, that's cool. There's just so many fun missions. Uh, it, it's yeah, yeah yeah obviously yeah full disclosure i didn't i didn't finish um unfortunately but i didn't either it's big it's real big it but I've, i played enough of it to like to understand okay that that's what the rest of this game is gonna be yeah yeah and it's cool and i and i think um i, I do plan on continuing to chip away at it actually mm-hmm. um because i just want to see which what, what comes next and um and it's it's a lot a lot of thought has gone into it and, the one uh, missions that I did not like were the Melanie Ma- Mallard missions. She's this this corrupt oh. news reporter who wants to create this documentary about life on the streets in Liberty City and how drugs and crime are are destroying the city. So she contacts you to take her on all of these missions. Oh yes, and oh, my she God. just constantly berates you about killing people, and she's actually the one that's setting all this shit up. But uh, yeah. Yeah. You have to keep her alive. I don't like ones where you have to keep people alive. Those are because, so difficult. Well, the combat is cool with an auto lock on system. It, it there was one where you had to take her to the pier really early yeah. and help unload boxes into a van, and I probably had to do that six or seven times. Yeah. But what's really cool is when you fail a mission, 
you can quickly press select or press a button and it re- it takes you back to the beginning of the mission. Yes. After that little cutscene, you could then press select again. Or no, to you if you needed to, it would, it would fast travel you to where you need to go. You could press a button and it would fast travel. So you, there's sections you mm. could skip. So it made repeating missions a little less tedious. Hmm. I can't remember if I had that much of. Uh, I can't remember if I had that. On. I I would have surely, but yeah. I can't remember. I did know you I do? Sp- did you do much out on the ocean? Because you can't. You can swim. You can take boats, jet skis. Yes. A lot of times it was faster to hop in a boat and go around the city to get to where you're going than to drive. I never did that. Yeah. That's pretty That's, cool. You can't fly, but there is on the no. on the the DS you can get a code for the action replay which allows you to commandeer a helicopter and fly that. Oh, that's cool. But you need the action replay for it. God damn it. I'm yeah. sure there's a way. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember the uh, the other thing with the touch screen was um, when you're trying to disarm a bomb, you have to cut the right wire. Yeah. And the way you do that is you touch each wire and you get the, the, the signal as to how... From the uh, voltmeter. The voltmeter, sorry, yeah. And so you have to cut the one with the, the, the highest, yeah. Yep, yep. The highest volts. Oh, that um, mission that I was just describing with the van—you wouldn't yeah. have had that one because that's PSP exclusive. Oh, so you you didn't have any of the Melody Mallard missions, did you? But I I so I've played this game before on the PSP. Got it. And I know what I know what you mean, but I didn't get very far. But I got far enough for those ones. Um. But uh, no, they're not. All, I, I mean, I didn't come across on the DS, and that makes sense now. Yeah. But yeah, I I I didn't realize until I read up on uh, read up recently on the game that the PSP actually had like quite a bit quite a bit more content than the the DS version. It did. Um, and there's is, a whole online component to it as well with the uh, Rockstar Social Club. Oh shit. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up the details. I think on that, it had. I think the DS one did. It kept. It kept asking me about it. It kept like reminding me about online play and stuff like that. Yeah, but you could upload your gameplay statistics, uh, chat, yeah. trade items, share favorite GPS markers and stats. Players were nice. also able to unlock Zin's missions after finishing the game. Mm-hmm. Discontinued the service in 2014, making the features unavailable uh, because it closed down with GameSpy. The iOS and Android versions do not use Zen's or Rockstar Social. Thus, Zen's missions are available without the need to connect to the service. Oh. Yeah, the PSP features extra missions and exclusive radio stations. <laughs> not found on the DS version. However, PSP <laughs> only supports two players. Right. Um, oh. What do you think of all the like the the pda and stuff like the emails and I, it was I, neat I, yeah it, because it, it helped streamline it helped streamline the main story because you'd finish a mission it's like you have un, you have important unread emails so you'd open it up and it'd be the red ones were mainline missions yeah and it'd just be an email from one of you, one of the characters and you could just press x to set a gps marker to go to them Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really liked that. Yeah, I th- that was a good thing. That you, that it was all kind of intertwined with the map and uh, with the DS. Um, that bottom screen also gave you your. Uh, you could cycle through your weapons, um, but you also had. So you'd have your gun, 
And then underneath, if you had a um, like a Molotov or a grenade, that was a separate a separate icon that you would press with the stylus, and then it would create an arc, and so mm. you could use your uh, your throwable like uh, explosives that way. It wasn't always like didn't always super connect because you know using styluses to like yeah you know, it's not always amazing, but I mean they they tried to. As I said, like at the beginning, um, it was definitely made originally for that system, and they tried to do whatever they could to utilize the DS's features really well. And I think it, I think it works works pretty pretty decent. And I, 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 with the driving, there was one thing that they did nicely, which was um, the car. I know you can turn this off, but the car is actually fixed to the road. To, like it will stay straight on the road. Mm-hmm. You don't have to keep going left, right, left, right to try and get yourself straightened up. It will correct. It will correct you. So if you switch lanes, you could just press left to switch lanes and then release, and it will automatically point forward. Pro tip: so, that works on the sidewalks too. Does it? You can just <laughs> hop onto the sidewalk and gun it. It's like, all right, you're gonna stay on the sidewalk. Get out of the way. You don't like my driving? Get off the sidewalk. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Did you know that the DS version for hailing taxis, you could just whistle into the microphone and it would hail a taxi? No, that's yeah. cool. Yep, I love finding that stuff like that. I, that's I, really I can't neat. see if there's any other. I don't see any other tips or little secret features for that. Yeah, I was trying to see if there were any little uh, little tidbits of info, but that one I did not know about. That's cool. <laughs> Uh, did you do any missions where you were like, you know, the classic, the robot taxi and then do loads of fares and whatnot? I never got on with that. I never yeah. really enjoyed that because it's like, well, Just sure, this taxi. is like crazy taxi, except <laughs> I can kill people now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you change the PDA theme? You can go in and change a bunch of that. So I changed mine to it. it it's like a pink and blue play on Twitter, but it's called twat and it just has TW and then the at symbol. Oh shit! No, I didn't do that. That's yeah. really funny. I love how much Rockstar just pokes fun at the world. It's great, you know. Even when you when you when in GTA Five they continue it right when you when you infiltrate the the Life Invader building, which is just, it's basically Facebook yep. in every way. Um, so I can totally imagine. Uh, <laughs> oh, this crazy. is interesting. Little bit of trivia here in GTA Four, which again this takes place shortly after ammunition was closed by the mayor due to weapons prohibition in Liberty City and Chinatown Wars, it's back, making it the first to introduce ammunition in the HD universe. So GTA is split into three universes. You have your your 2D universe, you have your 3D universe, and then you have your HD universe, and they all kind of live within their own realm, but this one bridges the gap between the two. Yeah, I know. That's that's awesome. I didn't didn't realize that they had their own their own universes in that sense. I thought they I thought they crossed over a lot. Apparently this was the first DS game to be rated Peggy 18 plus in the year uh, for European. Really? Yeah. Oh, the first Peg- DS game. First Peggy 18 DS. Uh, I wonder if it's the first and only because I can't think of anything else that would have come out on the DS that would have... I mean, it's such a huge library. Like, you know, okay, you could easily miss... I can't think of a um, 
many bigger libraries than that that console holy shit everything came out for it <laughs> right and so much of it is bad but a lot of it's really good <laughs> do you collect for it well not really um i used to have a really big ds collection and then i sold it off when i got my 3ds again why because <laughs> who knows <laughs> why did but, you what's that why did you do you, do you remember or just is it just no to get idea. money together to buy one or yeah at that time like i was in i was in college i was getting married my parents had moved across the country i just right right you know buying yeah. games like new games was not as I easy think. as it is these days no 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 that's completely legit uh other little facts here chinatown wars alongside gta and gta 2 are the only games in the series which does not feature any characters who physically appear in any other game unlike gta and gta 2 chinatown wars is the only non-standalone game to do this i was gonna i was i was wondering about that i thought i thought grand theft auto advance was would be in there as well but then that does have tony Mm -hmm. from gta 3 and liberty city stories did you ever play that one gta advance was uh, not was not great i can't imagine it was. would be <laughs> I, I guess i didn't even know that was a thing uh, yeah it's the the oh look at that box oh that box art is heinous yeah i i, I only i've only played uh some of it uh back in the day um it's not terrible there's another gta that's that's I think it was the Game Boy one that's really bad. Is there um, one on Game Boy Color? Um, I I believe. Oh yeah, so. just Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, uh, and that one sucked because that one had a thing where, uh, <laughs> whenever you crash, uh, there's no like, in, there's no inertia. It's just it's there's just Stop. yeah, <laughs> and it completely takes the wind out of your sails when you. Uh. Uh, yeah, it's rough. I mean, it's Game Boy, but yeah, right. you know, probably better off not putting it putting it on the. Um, see if I there's just, any other um, tidbits here. It's only the second game in the series to feature an Asian protagonist, with the first being uh, Mickey from GTA. Mickey? Yeah. For what from the original GTA? From the original GTA. You play an Asian guy. I think so. Yeah, that's what it says here. I didn't know that. I mean, I didn't even think it was even like established. Like, you don't ever see a picture of yourself, do you? And I don't know. Hey, you'll find this one interesting as a developer. The protagonist characters and pedestrians had their first time becoming a four-layered, transparent GIF. Unlike GTA and GTA Two, they were actually a levitating one sheet of gif of gif seriously mm -hmm. that's actually pretty cool yeah, that's really that's really clever I, I yeah they did a lot with this uh they did a lot of little tricks it seems with chinatown wars to get it because it doesn't i don't know about you but it didn't lag for me at all no some people have reported like slow down if there's like a shit ton of cops on the screen and stuff like if you, I, I never got a, a, star, a star rating bigger than three. I think two or three. Um, oh, this is I interesting. Other, unlike other GTAs, this one didn't lure, lure me to like not do missions and just kill people. Yeah, because uh, uh, it's just, I don't know, it doesn't lend itself as well to that. 
Here's one for you. Unlike the covers of nearly every Grand Theft Auto game since GTA 3, with the exception of Grand Theft Auto Advance, the cover of Chinatown Wars does not feature artwork of a helicopter in the top left corner, probably because they cannot be flown in the game and only ridden in one mission. <laughs> wow. Vice City had a... No, wait. San Andreas had a helicopter in the cover. Yeah, so GTA 5 does. I oh yeah okay wait GTA 4 does oh San Andreas does too yeah okay yeah that's interesting what a neat little easter egg there yeah what do you know which um as it so happens um I know that Dan shared a link with us recently that GTA's 3 Vice City and San Andreas are being remastered Hold on, before we talk about that, this is the last coding thing about this. It was stated in the UK magazine, official Nintendo magazine, that the game contained, G uh, Chinatown Wars contained at least 800,000 lines of code, making it the most complex DS game ever developed. Jesus. That, that's, that's a lot of lines. That's crazy. Yeah. That's all on that tiny little cartridge. <laughs> it's just text. Yeah, I know, uh, but she's. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Let's talk about that. I, I'm glad you brought that up. I would have forgotten about it. Mm. Yeah, I, I. So I don't know a ton about it other than I believe. Well, no, this is just me hoping that it would be like 60 FPS, 1080p remastered, like looking, looking, looking lovely. Because I tried going back to San Andreas. It was the one I didn't finish because uh, I didn't like all the the territory gang stuff i really didn't enjoy all well because like, it came at the worst time uh, like yeah. i'm in the middle of doing this and oh my god now i gotta drive all the way back across the city defend my turf yes and it was you know and now going back to it when you have to go back and, def and do all the combat shit it's rough it's just that it's a very it's a very rough around the edges game because i i feel like it is because it's um so huge that they had to make uh some <laughs> some sacrifices because I don't, I don't know if you remember the loading times on PS2 for that game, but whew, oh not good. But then again, we didn't know any different. We're like, oh, oh three did. minutes? That's nothing. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, we'll go make up tea. Yeah. Yeah, apparently the report suggests it's going to be a mix of, of new and old graphics akin to a heavily modded version of a classic GTA title. They're... Okay supposedly going to update the uis for clarity and mm. even though it'll remain the visual the, the classic visual style it's expected to remain as close as possible to the original iteration so it's not going to be a remake it's just no. a straight up remaster which yeah. i'm fine with you know don't don't yep. feel like we need to mess with anything but i'm i'd no. be excited about that if if they brought it up into at least 60 fps 60 would be nice yes definitely which shouldn't be hard to do i i uh i played recently um a it's a it's not it's not an official port but an unofficial port of super mario 64 at 60 frames oh my god it's so oh, good is it it's so good dude yeah like it's oh. it's so buttery smooth and gorgeous like it's all the colors are really like popping and it just makes everything feel so uh so connected um I, I i i love to take a video or something of 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 how it looks and stuff but it's not i don't know if it would do it justice um 
but yeah, really. And I read about the developer that um, that did it, and he said that it was not like quote unquote easy. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, it still involved like a, a decent amount of work, but the the way he would he'd done it was he'd changed some of like how things were calculated between frames. Like he just added added a frame between between each frame to make it to double it to, to 60 or whatever but like he had to find the calculation on how that on how that how that initial calculation works anyway in the first place but once he he said that once he'd cracked it the rest just fell into place really easily oh that's awesome yeah it was kind of cool i'll have to find i'll have to like dig it up and uh, and share it because uh it's definitely worth seeing i would be extremely excited to go back to gta 3 um because for me that game has so much nostalgia like we talked about before with early high school and just where i was in life and what i was doing i'd like to revisit san andreas because i i've i haven't played that since i played it in college when it came out i haven't touched it and being able to go explore that universe again i remember that having that to me that was the last goofy grand theft auto you know (laughs) there was jetpacks and just goofy shit like that that that's like, this yeah. is fun then gta 4 started to kind of bridge that gap into goofy realism so well yeah it was yeah it felt more had some grounded like uh darker undertones as well didn't it gta 4 yeah but like but it, yeah yeah looking back at vice city i like the universe in vice city and I, I, I like the music, I like the cars, I like everything about it, but I'm not sure I like that as a game. It's just for mm. me, that's of those three on the PS2, that's the weakest of the three for me. Mm. And I, I don't know if that's because it is the weakest or if it's just because I have more nostalgia and love for GTA 3 because of where I was. I think for me, Vice City is my favorite of the three, but it's for three reasons. I think... The soundtrack, of course. Mm-hmm. It was also the first 3D GTA uh, where they brought bikes in. Because, of course, yeah. GTA 3 didn't have bikes. And when they put, like, the super bikes and the drifters and stuff in, in Vice City, it was pretty cool. Well, and you could fly helicopters in Vice City. You could, I don't think yes. you could do that in GTA 3. No. I remember, like, do you remember, like, in school, you were, like, people at school would be like, I found a way to fly a helicopter in GTA 3 or a plane. You could get the Dodo. There was the little you plane, right? You yeah. couldn't fly it. You could glide it. And yeah, yeah. if you were good, you could clear the channel and get into the city and crash. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I just, I just loved that. Like, it's people at school, like, it was the ultimate. Like, everyone just wanted to be able to fly and drive any and all vehicles. Yep. Um, and uh, with cheap cartridges and whatnot, some of this stuff was was possible um but also um i think the other thing i liked about vice city was uh it's 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 not exactly but it's almost it yeah no it is it's a rise and fall of a protagonist right yep it 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 copies it's basically copies shot for shot scarface of like you just going to uh, you end up with that mansion on the middle island do you remember Yep. Oh yeah. And you have the Lambo and everything and the big house and you could it was the first GTA where you could buy businesses and then do yep. missions for those businesses. And it was it was like becoming just like the kingpin. You were becoming the man. And I don't know, it was just something about it that was really like 
of, of going from nothing to everything rags to riches style that was like very intoxicating when you were playing it as a kid like that's yeah, true I'm, yeah i'm the man and and it was in like miami and it's like so there's so it's already got this like paradise it's a contrast of paradise but extremely dangerous mm-hmm. um and and the colors like the way the, the 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 sun and the lens flare would hit the screen when you were driving down the highway i just have a lot of good memories of vice city um but i do echo your memory as well of gta 3 of being like i can't believe this game is real like i want to explore this city like this is so cool this is everything yep. we wanted in a sandbox that's that's another thing i remember the day that i bought that because i was mm. going to my buddy's house in a different town to spend the weekend and we stopped there and i saw that and went okay yeah i'm gonna get this and then simultaneously being amazed that i was able actually able to purchase it because i was 16 and it was a 18 18. plus game it was mature like this is back before people really cared like whatever get out of here here you go have fun and just anything we had planned for that weekend was immediately shot because we just sat and played that nonstop from friday night to sunday night it was great yeah i my copy was a used copy because i couldn't buy it new because at 15 because you can probably imagine i looked way too young to buy gta 3 and they're probably a little more strict over there on their peggies yeah well it wasn't this is before peggy this would like have like a big red circle with 18 in the middle like it had the age and, and it was like it was like it copied it was the same with movies games didn't have their own thing yet it was the same as movies um oh. and uh I don't, I can't remember which year Peggy came in, but it was it was before that, and it was it was strict. It, GTA was in the news all the time. Oh yeah, oh, it's always controversial and whatnot. I wasn't allowed GTA the original uh, on PS One. I had to borrow that from a friend and play it on like Volume Two on my TV. And if I heard footsteps up the stairs, I'd just turn it off. Right. Hit See, my parents button. didn't. My parents have never cared about that growing up because yeah. they were pretty open with it. Like you understand, this is a game, right? Yeah, and they would play it with us, and we'd talk about it. And I do a lot of the same stuff with with my kids. Like they'll watch me play Warzone. I mean, yeah, probably not the best, but I if I know there's a cutscene coming up where there's going to be like insane amounts of violence, then mm-hmm. no. But like I won't let them watch Dead Space, things like that. I I do monitor that scary but stuff. Yeah, scary stuff. Worse, I think. Yeah, because it well, can like, be like they can't sleep and stuff like that. That's right. Yeah. But, you know, Ellie was playing Minecraft Dungeons. And it's like, you understand you don't beat people up with hammers, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. If you see a zombie, go for the head. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I think, gee, I remember my, but, but I distinctly remember, and this is a, this is a terrible memory in some ways, just because it's kind of gross, but was like, my first copy of GTA 3, which was bought used from this store. I remember opening it. And the first thing that I remember is just the, the smell of secondhand smoke. Uh, the whole thing just stank so rich of like smoke. It would come from some, like some teenagers home just traded it in. And I was like, well, this is mine now, <laughs> but it almost, I, it almost was fitting you know what I mean? Because like I was wasn't old enough to smoke. I wasn't old enough to play this game. This is what adults do. Yeah. So it it, it I, I don't know. It feels get like, in there and pollute the inside of my PS2. It belonged there. Yeah. Right. If smoke belonged to be a so the, the smell of tar 
belong to any game series, it was that one, you know? So something fitting about it, I guess. So we do have some questions on our Facebook community for us here. Facebook.com slash groups slash factory sealed podcast. First up, Mark Marcheschi. This reminds me of how a friend of mine started shaving a slit into his eyebrow because of the Yakuza guy in GTA 3. Have you ever dressed or hairstyled yourself away specifically because of certain gaming characters? Um, I don't I know Dan went through a school phase. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> he fancied himself the most attractive guy in the room. <laughs> he did. We um, need to find those pictures. Oh, they're they're out there. I'm gonna I'm gonna find him on his Facebook right now before he listens to this and pulls him down. <laughs> I remember first meeting him, and those were some of the first pictures that we saw of him. We're like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. in Voldemort Towers, I remember we, yeah. had, we had this this, this school. But, school, in school his curse. defense, he did kind of look like him. Yeah. Yeah, he could pull it off. He could. He definitely had the hair down. Um, I don't think pass- I ever did, to be quite frank. I'm trying to think of any, anybody I might have. But I think... No, video games just looked so bad back then that, you, and then, get, like, you know, modeling yourself on the on the other was, uh, I don't know. I don't think I did. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely did not. Um, ex, you know, unless I, you're talking about like mimicking styles of skateboarders from Tony Hawk, because I was pretty hardcore into a skateboarding scene at the time, but that was just dressing yeah. like a skateboarder. <laughs> yeah, I would explicitly say if I did, because it would be funny, but I actually just cannot think of anything. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to say that I I had the cloud hair from Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, I would have liked, I wanted to look like cloud. Here it is. I found it. <laughs> Look at that little baby face, Dan Curtis from two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Hey. Oh man, good old. Uh, oh my God! Look at this. Look at this brooding face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For for if you listen to the audio, we're just unearthing some some classic Dan Dan that, Curtis. Uh, that picture just screams <laughs> i don't see the point i like the ps2 game collection in the background oh yeah look at that oh Pretty that's right decent. you guys all you had all white boxes that shit's hideous on a shelf uh it was like white with the black label at the top is yeah. that not what yours were no no oh, they no were all no. different designs weren't they oh yeah dan dan definitely had a squall phase yeah he did hardcore We'll have to yeah. share these out. Oh man, no, I did. I didn't. I genuinely did not have a video game character phase. But man, shaving a slit into your eyebrow—that's hardcore. I I remember that being a thing. I just didn't realize it was uh, from uh, Yakuza. I thought it was just from, I don't know that. But I remember it was a thing at school. People would shave uh, a slit into their eyebrow. I mean, teach your own. Uh, Morgan Moore, what did you guys think of the drug dealing in Chinatown Wars? Campaign's fantastic, but I know the buying low and selling high definitely sucked. 
uh, me a tad more as time went on. Mm. It sucked me a tad more. <laughs> this game didn't suck me at all. <laughs> I almost got the wrong copy. <laughs> I didn't get the X hamster version. <laughs> uh, we talked a lot about the drug dealing stuff, so... Yeah. Dalton Sutor, what was your first experience with a Grand Theft Auto game? Do you have a moment in the series that sticks out to you? I remember there being no main menu for GTA 3 when I loaded it up after renting it. Blew my mind as a kid. Yeah, it just puts you straight into that cutscene where you're with 8-Ball and the prison van crashes yeah. and you're on that bridge and you're like, yep. well, uh, okay, this is happening now. It was really interesting. Um, hmm. My first memory of it was probably in fourth or fifth grade with the original GTA. And one of my buddies who was a couple years younger than me, his older brother had a, had a computer in his room and had bought GTA and we would sneak down there and play it. And I just remember being absolutely gobsmacked at how violent it was. I'm like, there are games, there are games like this. I need this. Yeah, and I couldn't convince my parents to get it because we didn't have a PC that could run it at the time. And mm-hmm. but best moment. What what's your first memory with it? Um, the Harry Krishnas in the original. Was it the original? Which was actually a bug, I believe. Do you remember that? There's like a string of dudes, and if you mm-hmm. kill them all, you get like a power up or something i can't remember i don't remember that no yeah that's what, that's like my earliest memory was like there's all these dudes that are in the that walk in a line on gta one that's randomly pedestrians on the street and you if you gun them all down it in succession then you get like a something happens a power up or a gun i can't remember somebody will somebody listening to this is, knows <laughs> huh. um, yeah, i don't don't remember that uh but the other very early memory uh is the 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 song joyride do you remember the yeah the, that really old school theme joyride um and uh in terms of missions there's a mission in gta where you are driving like a tanker and if you if you drop it below a certain speed it blows up Oh, so it's basically doing... the movie speed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think man, I, I, uh... I kind of mimic Dalton's with just putting it in, and boom, you're in this world. But um, yeah, back to Vice City for a second. The final mission of Vice City is one of the few that I can actually remember. Um, I don't remember all the specifics of it, but it's just kind of like this it's this culmination of all this shit happening and all of your friends that had stuck with you through hard times. Like, boom, you guys had made it and you're at this mansion and you're just rolling in this cash. And it was just a really powerful moment. Um, But I don't think there's, aside from that, I don't think there's anything in particular that really stands out aside from always keeping a morbid eye on the, ticker of pedestrians that i'd killed in in grand theft auto 3 it's like i wonder if i can hit a million <laughs> oh yeah i forgot about all the stats you could have yeah did, did all your friends turn on you in at the end of vice city is it like 
Scarface style again. Like you're just like in the man in a mansion shooting everybody that turns up. I I, I distinctly remember it too. Or I mean, no, it's a little bit more. I think it's a bit more vivid in my head. But it's an epic mission. Yeah, it's, it's a shootout so at the mansion. Yeah, and that's it. unlike you know in Scarface where <laughs> where Tony Montana dies, like Tommy Versetti doesn't. And yes. You know, it's him staking his claim and being like, hey, listen, I fucking earned this. If yeah, you want it, you're going to have to take it away from me. And, oh, guess what? You're not going to. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love that game. <laughs> I should really probably good. replay that. Because the last time I played it was for the show. And I think that trying to rush through it maybe skewered my memory of it a little bit. Yeah, I you're right. It is a it. great game. There's and some fucking awesome missions in that game. Yeah. There's... You can buy a, a film studio, I remember. Yep. And yep. then there's the, the, the Malibu nightclub that's ran by this like stereotypical British guy. Um oh, there there's just I think you could buy the golf club. This was yep. the first like game where you had the golf carts. Dude, so many oh times I drive gosh. around in a golf cart with the samurai swords. <laughs> yes. And just get out samurai people and then make my daring escape in a golf cart. I remember in GTA San Andreas where you could finally get different planes and fly those around and then just trying to find groups of pedestrians and like dive bomb your plane into it. Probably very poorly timed given the time frame in which this came out. But, you know, (laughs) Uh, yeah, you know, such uh, is life, I guess. Just being a teenage edgelord. Right. (laughs) <laughs> we all liked a little bit of edging uh hesley hattie hey guys love this game but in the end it gets too long what do you want in a future gta 6 if they ever do decide to do it any open world game that is like gta you guys enjoy um i agree game gets really long but i think that there's enough there to hold me into it and mm-hmm. i i don't think i'll finish it but i'll probably chip away at it it's just sitting on my my night not my nightstand but my uh end table in the game room so if i'm watching a movie i'll pop it on and do a couple missions yeah i think so too uh i honestly i i i I wish they would just make another gta i just like i love playing the campaign i love playing the the story stuff it's fun um and no one honestly like no one does it better so many of have their own so many other series have carved out their own way so to speak but when when you think about it, when it comes to like open that open world style, um, no one does it better than Rockstar, in my opinion. And so it would be nice if the pioneers could make another game already, because it's been eight years now. Uh, but they're just making so much money from GTA Five that I don't think. Uh, I think we will still be waiting a little little while. What what I would love to see, and I guess this is just comes back to the 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 show game is just like. I'd love a, a another portable GTA, but uh, I don't know what it would be on. I guess the Switch, maybe? But that's uh, not going to happen. <laughs> I don't think I have a wish list because yeah. everything that you want is going to be in it. Yeah. I mean, look at for, for, yeah. for years, they were still discovering new things about the idiosyncrasies within GTA V. Like, down to those crash barricades as you would hit them they would compact at different intervals because that's how those oh, are yeah. actually designed yeah. or the wa- the the crash barrels would have actual water in it just shit like that you're gonna find anything that you want i just want to make sure that like stick with the goofy universe 
yeah, tr- yeah. Don't don't be serious. Radio shows, stuff like that. I think that's that that would be great. Um, open yeah. world games like GTA, hands down, just cause. I think that's as close as you get mm. to a true died in the wool GTA style game. It doesn't have the fleshed out, engaging world that GTA does. But where I think they trade off is that just cause is much bigger much more chaotic so if you like that chaos aspect of gta you'll love just cause if you like the story and mission based and the world building you're not going to get that but i feel like avalanche is the closest anyone has ever gotten to successfully replicating the gta formula um what about uh, did you think that saints row got close with some of Um, it well not really Yes and no. I felt like Saints Row was trying to be too much like right. GTA. And then I feel like they did a break check and then they took a complete left turn when you started getting into Saints Row the third and then um, Saints Row oh four. Where it's like, okay, now you're just superheroes and you're in this virtual world. And it's, don't get me wrong, it's cool. Dan and I have spent dozens and dozens of hours playing those games together and I thoroughly enjoy them. But um it's almost too carbon copy for me yeah but i remember saints row 2 so good the i i i my earliest memory of um like 720p gaming like when we moved to that new generation it was like everything looked fucking beautiful was playing saints row 1 on the 360 and nope. I absolutely loved it so much and I, the online mode was so much fun i ended up like joining a like quote unquote gang you know like a like a clan almost yeah and we became like we got into the top 10 in europe because i played it so much we played it every day after work and um and it was they had they had uh so many different modes and like one of them was called like slap the pimp or something pimp slap yeah, the pimp, pimp or, slap yeah and it was just like we were really we got really good at that we got uh pretty good at the racing stuff i and, love the insurance fraud missions oh my god yeah saints row one and two were legit great games and saints row two was insane how much you could do in that game well and then oh the story god. the story oh my god i yeah. remember being i don't remember the specifics of it but just being like moved at the end of the game because one of the major characters dies yes yes oh my and God, then three so picks up right after that but mm-hmm. yeah it's it's great because that game revolves entirely around like gaining turf and yeah one of the things i really enjoyed about that was the ability that if you crashed hard enough into somebody or something you'd go flying through the windshield oh yeah 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 that was cool that was cool i um the third was where it really started to get so so goofy because i know i remember seeing videos that you and dan were put out um some of the weapons that you get were just ridiculous and yeah um but uh, it was it was still i i don't know it just it must have lost its way because obviously we had a fourth and then then thq i guess all they i don't think that ip ever came back did it um ah i don't i don't think so no there was, the a, other... PS, there was a canceled psp game i remember that yeah, you could play the beta or the uh, the alpha of it, which was yep. interesting. Yeah, uh, Sleeping Dogs, I think, is another good. That's amazing. That game, Sleeping That's Dogs, a- was a ton of fun. <sighs> One of the best games of that generation, I think. 
I agree. It, it you and I had the... such a rivalry trying to get the speed times on those roads. Yes. It's, like it's just one of those like it, it's one of those innocuous things. You're not even trying to compete, but as you <laughs> enter a new road, it'll show you at the it'll top. It'll show the timer. It'll show it your time that you had, and then it's yeah. like, you need to beat this person. It's like, yeah. all right, fuck this mission. Gas down. Here we yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to be turning left here, but no, I've got a time no. to beat first. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember dogs. getting messages oh. from you like, Peterson, how did you get that time on that road? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> fuck your speed limit. That's how. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Streets of LA was another good series. So true crime, I never actually really played. Really, uh, and oh, that was—I know that's where Sleeping Dogs was kind of birthed from because Sleeping Dogs was originally supposed to be called True Crime Streets of Something, mm-hmm. Streets of Hong Kong, maybe I don't know. But um, and then they just sort of re re uh, rebranded it. But uh, no, I never tried. I never played those ones. But were they good? Those those true crime games. I imagine they were pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're. They're a bit carbon copy-ish of... They're GTA, GTA clones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, kind of like what Driver 2 and 3 did. The PS2 had a lot of these. Do you remember, like, The Godfather and Scarface mm-hmm. and stuff? Mafia. Like they, they, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mafia is actually legit. Mafia I want to get legit. the remasters of 2 and 3. Uh, You mean 1 and 2? I'm sorry, yeah, 1 and 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that 1 and 2 are fantastic. 2... To, okay, I really enjoyed two. I played it on the 360 or the PS3. I can't remember which one, but um, one and yeah, one and two are really, really good. Totally worth your time. Three was sub three has a good story in there, and it touches yeah. on some really interesting themes because of when it's set and everything. And well, your character was fifties Louisiana, right? Yeah, yeah, and you play. I think it's clayton ah fuck i can't remember his name but it's an interesting game it's just unfortunately the gameplay sucks so bad yeah it's repetitive it's got some really awful like continuity errors where nope. you would go like on a side mission to a, a like a like an area where you'd clear out some enemies uh like and then you would leave that area then you would talk to your next dude for the main mission and he'd send you to the same area to clear out those dudes but i just did this for a side thing now i have to do the same they just rehashed so much shit Uh, they just just like pad the length it was bad then yeah it was such a shame because it had a lot going for it Um, that sucks i don't know they'll 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 be back that i have faith in that series yeah you're right though the ps2 once they saw the success of gta3 formula they're like all right take notes and rinse repeat (laughs) yeah we can do this a lot worse and make some money this is what they want. This is what the kids want. Yeah. And boy, did we buy it. <laughs> so I think that does it for... I think that does it for questions. Good questions. Good, good, I, cool, good I questions. Appreciate, I appreciate the questions uh, a lot. I need to double check to see what we've got coming up here because I don't know uh, if we're going to alter it or not. I think we have Bed Rising uh bed rising uh, did i say bed i meant dead rising yeah yeah you did say bed <laughs> is that gonna are we gonna try to do that in two no we're gonna switch that because dead rising is kind of long and we've only got because this show our schedule's so fucked up i know 
and we need yeah. to get back on track with it. So we're we're gonna pick a little bit of a shorter game and then flip flop it with Dead Rising later. Okay. Yes, I just don't remember what that short game was, or if that's what we were still discussing. I think we're gonna. You know what? I think I'm gonna stick to it. I think we're gonna play the Misadventures of Tron Bon. Oh yes, yes. You know, I Get think it's time Tron that Bond. we actually play a great game. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right, Peterson. I said eat, it. Eat your words, I guess. I said it. Um, yeah, the end of the year is a little, it's a little goofy. I'm not quite sure how things are going to play out, but two weeks, for, technically two weeks from now, we should be recording our next factory sealed. We just haven't had one in a while, and we didn't want you guys to think that we were dead. And mm. Tom and I wanted to play GTA so that's yeah. that so we're gonna probably be doing misadventures of tron bond next after that we'll have a side quests and then um you still have one more pick left for the year tom yeah i do um yeah you can make it a, make it a, make it a good one because dan picked system shock and then mike <laughs> is going to force us to play a bunch of 16-bit x-men games <laughs> which okay <laughs> i'm excited about <laughs> On, Gen- on like Genesis ones, yeah, the the uh, Megor Drive and the the SNES. Got it. <laughs> Thanks for using the British. Uh, Did you see things. what I put on for next year? Uh, I didn't even realize that we'd already started putting in for next year. Well, because I had this thought, I'm like, you know what, Tom will appreciate this, and Tom will be on this show with me after February of 2022. Binary Domain is eligible. Oh yes, I actually, you, I I have it on PC, and I I started it yesterday, don't, just randomly. Just wait. Okay, I'll wait because, because yeah, go ahead. On PC, and I don't know if it's the same on console, but it was like, look, it it wanted to detect my microphone because you can give yes. your, your squad like orders yes. and stuff. I, I didn't know that it did this. I remember that I got a I got a review code for that when we were doing Mana Tank, yeah. and they sent me a copy of it, and I sang that game's praises, and nobody listened. <laughs> nobody. Dan's like, mm, can't be bothered. Look shit. No, it's apparently um, it's a bit like you know what it reminds me of in terms of its sleeper hit style. Uh, Spec Ops: The Line. Yep. You know, but like. All of the characters and their animations and their dialogue and just the way the game looks is like if you took all of the Capcom fighting games and just made a shooter out of it. They've got like the big bulky muscles and the weird thick movements, but (laughs) that game is so fucking good on every level. It's a moving story. It's an engaging universe, massive set pieces. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't wait just everyone slept on it everyone slept on it i physically cannot wait to play that game for this show because it is so good and okay. i'm going to make sure that i get as many people to play along with us because it's damn time that game gets its due okay i i'm excited then i won't i will i won't i won't continue i only played the first like 10 minutes um just to make sure it was working on because i was wondering if it was uh if it was configured properly for the ultra wide it, it's not no, no. <laughs> So you're but, saying it wouldn't be configured properly for the super <laughs> ultra wide either? No, no, sadly not. It does run at 144 hertz though. Ooh, so, buttery. Yeah, it, mm, kernel. 
<laughs> Apply more butter to binary domain. This episode of Factory Sealed is brought to you by our wonderful Patreon sponsors with an extra special thank you to Zach Foley, Santos Lopez, Sarah Irvine, Samuel Chun, Jeremy Lucas, Miles Prower, Nicholas Bradley, Jordan Lawfrey, Stephanie, Richard Cutras, Thomas McGrew, Jonathan Weaver, Phil Gartside, Jason McGill, Haitani Spindash, Wes Rainey, Sholto, Mark Haddock, 